0: This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. King,
1: King, lose!
2: Kong! King Kong ain't got shit
1: on me. It's gonna be legend. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the second half of that word is dairy. Bad boys, bad boys, what, what you, you gonna, gonna do? What you gonna do, you gonna do when we come, come for you? The next to nap the next next to miss, nose Hey.
2: Motherfucker, do you speak it? Oh my god, okay, it's happening. No. Everybody stay calm. Stay yeah. f- You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep.
0: Say
3: my name. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And here we go. Hello, hello, hello. What's happening, everybody? My name is LJ Jones, and with me, I got my guy. Derek Myers. What's happening, bro? How are you? I'm
1: good, bro. How
3: you been? Man, I am doing great. Thank you for asking, bro.
1: I'm excited to get this going.
3: Me too, man. When when you uh, hit me up to ask me to be a part of this, you have no idea or maybe you do cuz i've been texting you a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all good, man. This is yeah. this is this is a um this is a, a a podcast that i've been wanting to do for a while now actually. Um, cuz we have another uh, film podcast on OTS but um this is something that dives more into not just movies but TV shows as well. So Right. That is, and my partner on uh on Film Society, he doesn't really watch uh TV shows like that. So he he's strictly movies. He's missing out, bro. I know, I know. I've I've been trying to tell him, been trying to tell him, like you know, you're missing out on. And he actually watched a little bit of Breaking Bad, but not too much. I think he only watched it to um, uh, watched part of it to watch uh El Camino.
3: Got you. Yeah. Shout,
1: shout out to Chris Ali, man. Um, but uh, yeah, and and did you ever see El Camino or did you ever watch Breaking Absolutely. Bad?
3: Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. You don't even gotta ask me that man. I I mean, of course like I was one of the people who um, Binge the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I, I, I didn't well, I I didn't check it out as it was airing until the last season um, oh, okay. so like I caught it on Netflix Uh, every season except for the last and then I was just, you know, waiting for that last season to come out um, and, you know, to binge most of the show and then to sit there and just be like, okay, well, now I have to wait uh, and this sucks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I I think I started watching Breaking Bad. um, I caught up on it on the, when they were going to their third season on TV. So I watched the first two on Netflix and I've been hooked ever since, man. Now, El Camino didn't, did no justice toward it,
3: though. I, I I'm enjoyed the El Camino. I'm um, of the belief we didn't need it. We didn't. We didn't. It. It was. A, a, I don't know if I even want to say a love letter to the fans, but um, that was a it was love good. Letter. It, was, <laughs> <laughs> it was good, man. I. I mean, I liked it. Look, Aaron Paul, I love, and this my takeaway is Jesse Plemons is a psycho. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's a psycho. And and that, I mean, we knew that from Breaking Bad. And of course, for, for those of you who don't know, Jesse Plemons plays Todd in, in Breaking Bad. And he is a lunatic. Yes. And and and, and the movie really showcased that. Um, And, and I actually, I love that aspect of it. I know a couple of people really said that that storyline was not necessary, but I loved it.
1: See, my whole thing with it is I would have been perfectly fine with them shooting that film a year or two after Breaking Bad wrapped. Right. Because everybody would have pretty much looked the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jesse looked like a 35-year-old dude still trying to play an 18-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Grizzled. Mm-hmm. Had some added weight. Um... Todd, bro, that guy had no place in this movie, man. Character-wise, yes. Yeah. But he looked like he ate Todd.
3: Yeah. And it, didn't, um, and it looked like he say, was his he's dad. Out here, I was going to say, he's out here looking like me, bro. He's out here looking <laughs> like me. Um, he he Not gained that weight for, for what movie did he do before El Camino? He had gained the weight. Was it? Was it for Fargo the show or was
1: was it for a film? I can't remember. I know he just did a film. Uh, oh, Irishman. Yeah, but that was a, that was after. Did they shoot that after El Camino? I know it released after El Camino, but did it yeah, yeah, yeah. was it shot but, after?
3: I think so, but I you know I could be wrong. I'm not sure, bro. I'm not sure. But I think we got off on a bit of a tangent here. We did. <laughs> hey anytime breaking bad's brought up man it's it's nothing but tangents oh yeah um but this podcast uh like derek said uh is a podcast where we're gonna discuss film television entertainment news who knows maybe you'll get lucky and hear something about some reality shows i don't know derek you watch reality shows
1: uh i have to admit i watch um what's that one um Real Housewives of Atlanta.
3: I've never seen a Real Housewives show.
1: I, I do watch that. That's funny as hell. <laughs> uh, and I mean, and Basketball Wives, I'll, I'll watch every once in a while. Um, But that's about it.
3: Man, I got to say, for me, I always, as an actor, man, I always made fun of reality shows. And But when I was in eighth grade, Jersey Shore came out. My family's from Jersey, <laughs> my and there's just
1: what part there is just
3: uh, everywhere, man. Union, uh, a lot of my family was born in Newark.
1: I was born um, in Newark. Oh, really? Yeah,
3: that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's really awesome. I love <laughs> Jersey, bro. I love, I love, and that, I mean, there's just something about the New Jersey excitement and mm-hmm. maybe ignorance that I loved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 you know, I you know now the Jersey Shore's back. I of course gotta check that out
1: wait is it back for real
3: yeah I man, it's been back for two years bro
1: oh, so that's unless you know <laughs> I did <not> know that <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh this podcast uh is a part of OTS and um you want to do the honors and let them know the name of the podcast my guy
1: name of the podcast is as you see is is realish um and I, I got that. Uh, that was inspired from Blackish, um, but mainly because it's, we'll we'll dive into movies, like I said, but we'll also dive into TV shows um, and even like you said earlier, um, possibly even news around um, around film and television. So I just I felt like that was just a little bit more appropriate. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Realish is, um, a part of the, uh, podcast network on the sidelines, uh, on the sidelines is just about, um, it's about reporting, um, about movies, music, sneakers, gaming, and sports. Um, so I, I, I produce podcasts around all those, uh, genres, um, in the Facebook group, you know, try to keep up with a lot of topics around that um and and as well on as uh, instagram uh, i don't really do anything with twitter even though i have the account but um that that will be uh changed pretty soon um but also you know anyone that wants to write articles as well i produce uh, audio articles for ots as well so anyone that wants to write articles uh perfectly you know cool with with having that as well because as, uh, we're going to um launch the website pretty soon so the website will have, you know, all articles and podcasts and um, eventually merchandise as well and other things on there. So we're just, you know, trying to expand it out a little bit. Um, but that's what OTS is in a nutshell. And I am beyond happy to have you on this show, bro. Like uh, this is this is this is a great partnership. So I'm looking forward to what what's about to take place, man.
3: Thank you, bro. Man, I really appreciate that. When we met, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, we actually met at a radio show in Atlanta. Uh, I'm a rapper, and uh, the show had us on as their guest, and Derek was uh, their videographer. And uh, bro, I think you and I, like you know, connected like debating sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh so and I think it's it's probably fair to say that some um music or sports talk may sneak its way into this podcast. Uh but will probably <laughs> we'll, you know we'll try not to but I'm a Knicks fan and he hates that about me. Yeah, I'm
1: a Celtics fan and of course he hates that about me. So, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um
3: but yeah, so you know why don't we let everybody know a little bit about ourselves? Um I'll go ahead and and, and I'll start. Mhm. Um, my name's L.J. Jones. I'm uh, from Tampa, Florida, and uh, I have a wife of five years. Uh, We've been together for seven. We met in high school, and together we have three kids. We have a four-year-old, two-year-old, and a nine-month-old. And um, you know, my wife and my kids are a giant motivation for me in anything and everything that I do. Um, And uh, basically, what I'm saying is, if you don't have kids, go out and get you some kids because they will motivate you to get up off your ass and do something uh, but uh man so i'm an actor i'm a rapper and i'm a writer um and uh those three things um aside from my family kind of take up most of my time uh, i've been acting since i'm eight years old i've uh, wow. had the opportunity to uh do some commercials my first um professional job was actually an espn little league commercial when i was eight years old and uh that was that was definitely amazing uh after that i made my stage debut uh when i was nine maybe ten uh in a r-rated musical called the full monty um which is hilarious by the way i I doubt that you're into musicals but you got to catch the full monty it's it's hilarious okay Uh, okay but, uh, man, yeah, since that, man, I've done I've done Universal Orlando uh, Studios commercials, I've done Publix commercials, I've done some short films, I've done some student films, and I've even done my own film. Um, basically, one thing that has happened in my life that uh, I'm incredibly grateful for is when I was um, 10 years old, I was uh, in Los Angeles for a couple days, meeting with different agents, and managers and stuff like that it was a great trip and we're in lax um coming back to florida and uh we're just waiting in our terminal and remember i said i'm 10 years old um and uh, a bunch of screaming girls run by and uh my father's like hey there's probably a actor actor or something we should uh we should go check out and see who it is and uh I'm like, no i'm good i'm good I was just chilling there watching it, watching the DVD. So my father went and he checked it out to go see who it was. He comes back and he's, like, hey man, it's uh, it's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. We gotta go say hi. And and I remember looking at him like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, ten years old, I have no business knowing who Ben Affleck is and uh, Jennifer Garner, but you know, he 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 says we gotta go. So uh, we go over there and um, they're sitting in this. Uh, terminal that's completely empty lights are turned down and um i walk up to to them and say excuse me i'm sorry to bother you but um are you ben affleck and he uh looks at me and he kind of smirks he says uh yeah i am or are you stevie wonder and uh, uh i also didn't know who stevie wonder was i was like uh no no who's that And he's like, sit down. You can sit down. (laughs) Um, So my my father said to them uh, that, you know, I'm an actor. I'm out here meeting with representation and, um, you know, wanted to see if they could offer us any advice. Um, And we we ended up sitting there with uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner in this empty terminal for 45 minutes, bro. Just talking with them. Wow. And um, and, you know, it. You know it was cool at the time but now looking back being a fan of ben affleck and jennifer garner i'm like that's amazing that's dope um so you know he kind of asked me to perform for him he, he he had me do a monologue um and so i did a monologue and you know he complimented me on it and he offered me some advice man he 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 said at the end of the day the most important thing is to not give up he said i could sense your passion even at a young age it's the same passion that uh, he, he said it's the same passion that me and Matt Damon had growing up. Wow. And um, he said, I promise you on everything that if you keep at it, if you keep working hard, if you stay consistent and you don't give up, I promise you that this will not be the last time you and I meet. Wow. And uh, that, that last bit of advice, that this will not be the last time that you and I meet, and that, you know that just sticks in my head. Like, yeah. I hear it like every day, bro. And um, so, a few years ago, um, I'm just kind of, I guess you could say, I was in a rut. I hadn't really been acting much, hadn't been getting a lot of auditions, any bookings. And um, I was just uh, really thinking back to that encounter. And, um, you know, I thought about how him and Matt Damon wrote the amazing film Goodwill Hunting and um, awesome, got boy. that made. So, I was encouraged and kind of inspired to to write my own film. And I wrote this film called A Dream. We raised money um, to shoot it. Our budget was literally only $500. Mm. And we filmed the entire movie in eight days with a three-person crew. Jesus. I wrote it, I directed it, and I starred in it. Um, And uh, the other crew members were Justin De Silva, who you met Mm -hmm. at at, – the show and uh john mark thomas um john mark thomas was my ad and um justin De silva uh he composed music and edited uh, among other things they both did a ton of things and i'm extremely proud of that movie i'm gonna have to get you a copy of it Derek, so we can maybe discuss it and we can drive it on here whatever you want to do. um but in a nutshell that's kind of my story um You know, aside from that, I I rap, I make some music. Right now I'm releasing a brand new song the first Friday of every month in 2020. My first song, called Starving Artist, is officially out everywhere. It's doing doing amazing, honestly, man. Like, you know, to some rappers, it's doing trash. But to me, it's my most streamed song right now. We're sitting at almost 9,000 streams since uh, January 1st. Bro, that's awesome. So I'm excited about that. And uh, I'm also working on several different screenplays uh, to hopefully uh, sell and get made. So that's me in a nutshell. Derek, it's on you?
1: Man, um, I cannot match that. (laughs) (laughs) No, yes, you can, bro. Man, I'm uh, Derek Myers. Uh, I'm a a videographer. Well, I really don't do videography that much anymore, um, unless it's for documentaries and uh, uh, radio shows. Um, but I still say I'm videographer, photographer, video editor, um, uh, photo editor as well, um, and producer. Uh, so I, uh, produce, I think, what am I at? I think seven or eight podcasts now. Um, wow. um, I actually got into producing podcasts about four years ago. Well, close to four years ago now. Um, first one I started off with was a uh, debate fuel. That was actually the sports show for the radio show uh, Track Stars, uh, that you mentioned earlier, um, which we are bringing back by the way. <clears throat> that that will be coming back I think in the next month. So that that'll be another uh, sports show that that's that's uh, on OTS as well. But um, man, I I I don't have any kids. Not married. <laughs> Uh, so I can't say anything about that. Um, but I will say the, the, the motivational aspect of kids, I, I already feel that I've, I've, that's actually what's motivated me in media production for the last 10 years, when I'm going on 10 years in March. Um, uh, but I will say that I agree with you on that. The motivation aspect is definitely there. Um, uh, when you have kids uh, in mind, uh, for, in my, in my case. Um, but Outside of that, I don't, I don't have any real interesting uh, celebrity stories like, like, like you do, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just an easygoing guy, man. I, I, I don't, I don't, this is actually kind of different for me right here, uh, being on the mic. Uh, I'm used to being behind scenes and not, not really heard or seen, so that's why this is pretty, this is um, pretty new to me, um, even though I've been doing it for, what, three years now? Um, yeah. It's still it's still a, 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 an adjustment for me because uh, I don't like being the center of attention for anything, like uh, <laughs> even my birthday. Man, my birthday's coming up in a few weeks, and anytime I hear the happy birthday song, I'm just standing there twiddling my thumbs like, oh Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, that that's that, you know I'm an, in, an introvert, so it's it's uh you know. it's it's one of those things, man. I love it though, but I've been into media production, like I said, going on ten years now. Um, been a Big film fan since I was, God, four? That's my, my very first movie I went to go see in the theaters with The Lion King. Um, wow. So that was that was an experience. I still remember that. Um, that, was, that was a great time. Um, so, yeah, man, I've, I've loved movies uh, since I was a kid. TV as well, of course, like every other kid. But um, the production aspect of it for me is what drew me in. Um, I, we we were talking off off air about uh, the Matrix. That was my that was the trilogy that actually uh, got me into media production. Uh, I remember seeing a, a, a behind the scenes uh, uh, video on the um, on Matrix uh, Reloaded and how they shot specific scenes. And I used to always hate seeing that because i didn't want to know but for some reason it just caught my eye and just like from then on i've been i've been mesmerized by media production bro so you know i thank the wachowskis for that um (laughs) that's why uh keanu reeves is also one of my very my favorite actors um um but yeah I, that's that's pretty much it about me man i, I don't I, I don't like talking about myself too much but <laughs> <laughs> that's the introvert in you bro that's, that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right bro well you know if you're ready
3: let's get into it i'm down all right bro so um top 10 movies of 2019 i know a, a lot of people got their list out mm-hmm. uh you know we're kind of coming in late mm-hmm. um but better late than never yes Alright, so you want you want me to, to, to kick it off? Yeah, you can kick it off. All right, so coming in at number ten of the top ten of twenty nineteen for me is Spider Man Far From Home. At ten. At ten. Really? Do you do you think that it should be higher or not on the list?
1: No, I think it should be on the list.
3: I think it should
1: be just a little bit higher though. I got you. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: I gotta say for for Spider Man Far From Home, um and, and for the listeners, I want you guys to understand this. There will be spoilers in everything that we talk about. Yes. <laughs> so uh beware, beware. Um, you know, the 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 part of Spider Man Far From Home that sold me. Like that, that like I love Spider Man. Spider Man was the first superhero uh comic book I ever read, first superhero movie I ever watched, mm-hmm. cartoon show, everything. Spider Man is my favorite. Um, the, the, uh, towards the end of the movie, um, when Mysterio kind of is, I guess not in Peter's head, but, um, causing all those, uh, crazy kind of maybe horror like sequences. Yes. Um, blew my mind. The illusions. Dude. Yeah, bro. It blew my mind. Yeah and 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 I'm a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan. I think he's one of the best actors today.
1: Um I think his name doesn't get mentioned a lot when it should. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. We could talk about Brothers. You ever see Brothers?
1: Yes, I did.
3: A- amazing. Yes. yes. Amazing. Um but yeah, man, Spider-Man Far From Home comes in at number 10. Um coming in at number 9 is Knives Out.
1: I never saw that. It is
3: okay. So I I came into the movie with a lot of trepidation because mm-hmm. um, it comes from the same guy who did The Last Jedi. <laughs> I
1: and still haven't seen that either.
3: That was trash, bro. <laughs> like I, I I was scared, man. But the trailer looked dope, and and I was I was like, man, I have to see it. Um, and I'm glad I did, bro. It's uh, you know it's it's a classic kind of whodunit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which we don't really see them like this anymore. Um, and it was great, bro. It was, I mean, there was a couple obvious, um, things that happened. Like you, you could definitely call it. Um, but still, bro, like it was great. I I loved every second of that movie. Um, but coming in at number eight, which a lot of people would probably say that this doesn't belong in the top 10 list, but I loved it was it chapter two.
1: You're going to hate me for saying this. Uh-oh. I still haven't watched it. The new one, have you seen The new the, the first one I saw. The okay. second one I'm actually going that's another movie I'm going to watch this weekend. Um cuz I've I've been I've been looking forward to it and never got around to it.
3: <laughs> let let me just say that the casting for the adult versions of the kids mm-hmm. is spot on perfect. Is it?
1: That Un- was, that was the thing I was worried about. Unbelievable, bro. Like,
3: especially, um, I mean, I can't remember the character's name. Um, but you, the, the chubby kid mm-hmm. of the group, mm-hmm. um, if, have you, have you seen the original films or read the, the book?
1: I've, I've seen the original film.
3: Okay. So mm-hmm. you know that was that years ago though, when, when he grows up, he's a in shape dude, right? Mm-hmm. Um, The adult version of this kid, I have no idea. I don't know where he came from. I don't know where they found him. He is... Every aspect of his face and his delivery was spot on to match that kid. And I just... I I don't understand it. I don't understand. I, I need to meet who casted this movie.
1: Like, it was
3: honestly bro like like text me when you watch it because yeah. to me this this casting you know um chastain as beverly was amazing mcavoy is amazing uh i'm not even a big bill hater fan honestly um and he was great he's he was actually great starting
1: movie. to get into his own right now too
3: yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and, and when i say i don't he, i'm just he's talented i'm not taking that away from him he mm-hmm. just well, hasn't been for me but he's 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 convincing me lately
1: yeah, I agree with that.
3: So, coming in at number seven is "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood."
1: Man, I have some stuff to catch up on, man. So you haven't seen <laughs> anything? No, <laughs> You're I. You're missing out. I that one wasn't a movie that I was. Uh... Let me let me tell you like this: Quentin Tarantino okay. is not a director that I gravitate toward. Really? Yes.
3: He's had me since Pulp Fiction, bro.
1: And I First time I, loved, I saw Pulp Fiction. I love Pulp Fiction. I'm not saying his movies aren't good. Yeah. This is not for you. I he's just you know what it is, and it's starting it's something I'm starting to catch on with Martin Scorsese a little bit. What's that? I Tarantino is a little too free with with saying nigger in his films. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. too free I to me i I can understand the the time um pieces um but he like puts some emphasis on it either if it whether it's him saying it or mm-hmm. some other white actor that's saying it yeah they always put this emphasis on it that you would you would expect for a time piece like for Django but mm-hmm. it's just something about it just that just rubs me the wrong way that has kind of put me off to him. Um and I can't tell you what it is. Cause I don't I'm not gonna make any accusations toward him, but right. Right, right. it's just something about it that I just never felt comfortable with.
3: That's completely understand understandable, bro. I see that. Um but I'll say as far as my recollection goes, it's not said in this movie. Well, that's good. Um, (laughs) Which doesn't make it right for the other movies either, but it's not said in this movie. Um, I think, okay, one thing I'm going to say about this movie Mm -hmm. um, is, I don't know if you ever plan on seeing it, but... I do. um, It's a good movie. Um, There's no point to the movie. (laughs) Really? Literally, there's no point to the movie. Like uh, Margot Robbie's character, um, she plays uh, Sharon Tate Mm -hmm. in the movie. Mm -hmm. Who is, you know, a a well known real actress who was who was murdered. Mm -hmm. Um She don't need to be in the movie. There's no that she adds (laughs) nothing to the movie. Um literally. She doesn't even die in the movie. She's alive at the end of it. (laughs) What why is she in this movie, bro? Like I don't know, but it still made my top ten. Um It, it was just I'm a I'm I'm a DiCaprio fan and, and and his chemistry with Brad Pitt was, was next to none. It, I mean it was great. So the chemistry would, was phenomenal.
1: Would you say it's almost like a Seinfeld type of thing where it's a uh would that that was a show about nothing? Would yeah, you say I this think, is a film about nothing?
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's I mean, and it's a it's a ode to old school Hollywood. Okay. That's that's really all it is.
1: Okay.
3: Um kinda kinda like if you think I mean that was kinda Hail Caesar is what I'm thinking of, but then mm-hmm. that's kind of a far fetched movie, but uh, still, that was a good movie, too. Um, but yeah, yeah there, it's definitely a Seinfeld about nothing um, movie, but still enjoyable.
1: Okay. I'll check it out. Uh,
3: coming in at number six, I'm guessing it's probably a movie you haven't seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is an indie movie, and we talked off Mike about that. I love indie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon.
1: No, but I think I have heard of
3: that. Peanut Butter Falcon stars uh, Shia LaBeouf um, as this kind of down That's on his luck dude um, uh, who kind of gets himself into some trouble. Um, but it stars, and I, I want to look this up because I don't want to get his name wrong. I know his first name is Zach. Um, but basically, this movie, um, the the concept came from the writer-director Uh, who met this kid, um, at a summer camp, um, for, uh, Down syndrome children. Okay. And, um, his name is, I don't, oh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, his first name is Zach. His last name is, I'm going to say Gots again. And Zach, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry (laughs) that I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Um, but... The story came from the writer and directors and Zach. Um, He loved wrestling. So basically in the movie, um, Zach is in this group home. His family kind of dropped him off and don't pay him any mind. Um, And he hates being in this group home. He's young. I think I want to say he's in his early 20s in the movie. And um, day after day, he watches this tape on repeat of this uh, fictional wrestler. And um, on this tape, this wrestler says he has a school in uh, South Carolina um, where he teaches wrestling. So it's his life, dream, and goal to make it to that wrestling game. And so Zach conspires with some of the elderly people in this uh, group home or elderly home, whatever you want to call it, um, to help him sneak out, Mm -hmm. to break out of this place. And, uh, And after a few failed attempts... He sneaks out of this place, and he's on the run in nothing but his whitey (laughs) tighties. And uh, he comes across Shia LaBeouf, who is kind of running from his own problems. And um, they decide to walk together, basically. Um, Shia decides, you know what, I'm going to help you get to this camp, uh, if it's this wrestling school, if it's the last thing that I do. Um, And there's this really awesome bond between the two of them. And um, it's really an emotional movie, and it's, it's, it's a really, really well-done movie. And uh, it had to make my list, bro. Um, and especially like coming from some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, um, during the filming of the movie, Shia got arrested and um, got into some trouble. And production could have been put on hold um, indefinitely. And yeah. Shia talks about how when he shows up to set after getting arrested, uh, he had kind of a, I don't want to go into detail cause I don't know all the details, hmm. but I know he got into a bit of an incident with a Georgia police officer. And um, I
1: think I remember hearing about that.
3: And so he said when he got out of jail and he, he was on set a couple of days later, um, everybody, the directors, the writers the crew were just kind of looking down on him. Wouldn't talk to him, all that stuff. But Zach, would talk to him. Zach really? came up to him Zach came up to him and I guess kind of told him it was okay but basically said don't fuck this up for me bro <laughs> and uh and and shy credits Zach with changing his life wow uh he got clean got sober and, and all that so just the, the the movie itself and the story behind the scenes just it had to be in my top ten bro. Where so can I that definitely be found? If you haven't seen it, it. I it's it's on all uh you know um it's in stores. I've seen it at Walmart. Uh I bought it on Voodoo. Okay. Um so yeah it's 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 good bro. Okay. I definitely check that out. But coming in at number five, Jumanji the next level.
1: Man. <laughs> I am World. I definitely now I saw the first one. Yeah, I haven't now. Anyone hearing this, just know I <laughs> I am a film fan. I just sometimes sure that, do not get the chance to go see a movie <laughs> in theaters when I want to, and then by the time it comes out, then I watch it. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 just now getting back into watching movies in theaters. Um. Uh, which what what we're gonna talk about today is uh, Bad Boys for Life. Um. But yeah, that I'm I'm just getting back into it. Um, but Jumanji, that that was one that I was definitely intrigued by to go see because I, I love the first one. I thought they did that, an absolute phenomenal job on that. So yeah,
3: absolutely. And if you ask me, this is better than the last. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, and, and I, I, and this was another movie that. I knew I would like, but I was a little trepidatious going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not think that I could buy the rock as Danny DeVito. You know Danny DeVito. Like of I, I just yes. I, I yes. saw it in I saw it in the trailers and I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but man, he kind of sold it. Not really? not as good as Jack Black sold um, the girl. In the first one. Oh, he did a phenomenal he, job with that. <laughs> uh, he should have got an Oscar. I don't even care. I don't <laughs> that like, but no, no, no. So yeah, Jumanji. Um, uh, what's it called? The Next Level was was great, honestly. Like it, I I loved it. Um, so check that out when you can. Um, I'm gonna try to speed it up because I think I'm I'm dragging a little bit. Um, number four is a movie that I saw in the theaters twice. Hmm. Directed by Clint Eastwood,
1: Richard Jewell
3: you haven't seen not one movie on my list except for far from home.
1: I will say Clint Eastwood is in that same, well, he's in a different level than Tarantino. Yeah. For me. Okay. It's not that I didn't want to see his movie, but that is him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen a lot of Clint Eastwood movies. Okay. But this movie. It's worth it. It's, I mean, it's a true story um, on the uh, the bombing that happened in Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, what year was that? It's Ninety-six. Um, Ninety-six. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, the 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 star of the movie, um, man, I I don't remember his name. I'm slipping. Uh, I got to look this up because I just got to give him credit. Um, Richard Jewell. Was such a great movie. The actors, uh, the actor's name who played Richard Jewell was Paul Wa- uh, Paul Walter Hauser. Okay. And uh, his his supporting lead was Sam Rockwell, which we all know Sam Rockwell's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but this look, and we're gonna talk about this later. He he deserves an Oscar for this. He didn't even get a nomination. He deserves an Oscar for this, bro. Um, th- his portrayal of Richard Jewell was so amazing bro like it, like i went back and I, I looked up real clips of the real guy and i could barely tell a difference like really? seriously like this guy had me believing that not that not only was richard jewell a good guy but that paul walter hauser is an amazing incredible human being like yeah. i wanted i want to be his friend um now, Paul Walter Hauser, uh, he's kind of popped up a lot lately um, in the uh, the last couple of years. He was in um, Black Klansman; great job in that.
1: Black Klansman was amazing.
3: Yes, he was the uh, heavier white dude that was uh, part of the KKK. Okay. Um, and he was in he was in Late Night with Mindy Kaling. Uh, he he's he's just honestly a really great actor, and I think that I think that we're gonna have to watch out for him because I think he's about to. About to pop okay uh he, he was great that movie was great coming in at number three we talked before the mics were cut on joker joker phenomenal. joker was it was phenomenal it was mind-blowing and and like i told you i did not want this movie i don't i didn't want a standalone joker movie i like the mystique of not knowing why he's as tormented and messed up as he is um <laughs>
1: You know what? I heard someone else say that and I had uh-huh. to I had to somewhat disagree. I didn't want it for a different reason. I didn't want it because these DC movies have been for the most part trash. Yeah. Um you're not wrong. And that was the only reason why I didn't want this because I couldn't even get a get um I couldn't really even get the uh the grasp the idea of Joaquin Phoenix playing Joker. Now he's a great actor. So I, I was a phenomenal actor. I was I was I wasn't doubting him, but I was I was concerned uh because of age. Because like, yeah. I didn't know what where how they were telling this story. Um my God, bro. I I love the idea of using that, um, that illness, that mental illness. i forgot the name of it. Um, but the illness of, of him laughing. Yeah. Coming from disorder. It was chilling.
3: Honestly, like that that scene on that scene on the bus with the kid. Oh, um, when, when he gave the, the card. Yeah. Explaining the disease to, to the mother. Yeah. And just how kind of disgusted and turned off she was by him.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
3: I felt it like in my soul, like I, I work, uh, my day job is I work with psych patients at a hospital. Oh, um, okay. and, and so kind of with that in my mind, watching this movie, just it, it you know, it, you honestly, you could relate to the Joker. You could see why he, why he's so messed up. Yes. Um, and that's scary, isn't it? Like, yes, it, that's scary to say. I, I understand it. why he is the way that he is. yeah
1: I, I, I watched it right after watching uh, Shutter Island again.
3: Oof okay.
1: And we we had that uh, a review of Shutter Island um, on No Chase Film Society and I was I was saying on there that um, I felt the heaviness and the weight of what it is to be bipolar. Like I think I think Martin Scorsese did a phenomenal job of of making the audience feel that feeling, um, yeah. and I think Todd Phillips did a phenomenal job with this.
3: And he was a reason that I didn't want this movie either. I didn't want a uh, Todd Fair Phillips enough. writing and directing this movie. I didn't want the director of Road Trip and the Hangover trilogies
1: <laughs> to do this movie. Fair enough.
3: But he, yeah. No, like, I, all props to him. I'm sorry for feeling that way.
1: Yeah, and and, and I apologize for <laughs> uh, for for doubting Joaquin Phoenix, not really even doubting his talent, but doubting his ability to carry this as as an as a believable thing. Because in mm-hmm. my mind, when you're talking about the Joker, if you're talking about an origin story, to me, it is starting off with him a little bit younger. Yeah.
3: Um, and my ideal joker is a Leonardo DiCaprio, a Jake Gyllenhaal, or even a Matt Smith.
1: Jake Gyllenhaal was my was my uh nomination for that. Yeah. Because what yeah. he did with yeah. Nightcrawler. Oh, bro. Oh my god. You can't tell yes. me he can't play a a a, a, a cycle. <laughs> you can't tell yeah. me he can't play it. Dude, is phenomenal, man. So, I
3: and if they recast, uh, well, obviously we know Jared Leto's out, but yes. if they decide to bring in another Joker that's not Joaquin, which they should not bring Joaquin into the DCEU, EU, um, don't want that. That's, that's that's my opinion. I would. Jake Gyllenhaal is my number one choice.
1: See, the only reason why I don't want it at all is because I think the DC. Uh, universe needs to be rebooted again because they had a perfect time perfect opportunity to 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 reboot it with henry cavill as as superman trash trash what henry
3: cavill is trash as superman i hate man of steel that movie is trash yeah really yeah and everybody tells me i'm wrong I've watched that movie six times trying to make myself <laughs> wrong. It is trash. I
1: <laughs> see. I thought I, I, I never liked Superman as a kid. I hated Superman. My, my, the only reason why I even started to like Superman was because of Tom Welling, his portrayal yeah. in Smallville. That's the only Superman that I've ever cared for. He was actually the one I wanted to be casted as Superman in this uh, universe um, yeah, and when I heard Henry Cavill got it, I was kind of disappointed. But I said, okay, mm-hmm. let's see what, what what he's gonna do. I wasn't disappointed, to be honest. I, I he he pales in comparison to Tom Welling, in my opinion. But when you're talking about his portrayal, it beats Brandon Roth, um,
3: which Brandon Brandon Roth Ralph, however you say it, pops up. In Crisis on Infinite Earths, right, as that Superman, right, and it and and just completely changes my opinion on that film. But that's another discussion in a
1: good way or a bad way. In an amazing way. Okay, I hated his Superman. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, hated it. I did too. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought but, Henry but, did a good did job. But did we
3: though. did we hate it though? I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you go. Did did we hate it because Smallville was still on the air?
1: I hated it because he looked trash. He didn't look like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same way that Kevin Spacey did not look like Lex Luthor. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
3: I, it, I mean uh, garbage. I Kevin Spacey was a bad Ugh. version of Gene Hackman. Ugh.
1: Yes. Terrible version of Gene Hackman.
3: Mm hmm
1: Terrible. Um yeah. But uh, I I'll, I'll digress, so you can get on, and finish what you're doing. But I, I uh, uh. <laughs> and I know, I know you've seen my number two, uh, which
3: a lot of people might put this at their number one, but my number two is Avengers Endgame. Really? Yes. Um, now let wow. me say, let me, let me just explain this. Um, please do. My, my relationship with the MCU, um. Is honestly something that I kind of hold dear to me, and that might sound mm-hmm. corny and silly to say, um, but I forget how old I was when it came out. I'm 23 now, but when Iron Man came out, that was that 2008. Um, I think so, yeah. I was 18. So, so <laughs> when 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 Iron Man came out, bro, I saw it with my father. Um, we went and saw it, and 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 coming to present day, I'm seeing these MCU films with my kids. Uh, gotcha. Um, and to me is just really, it's something that I shared with my father and it's something that I'm now able to share with my kids. Gotcha. Um, so to see this, this, this storyline of, of, of 10, basically 11 years mm-hmm. come to an end, um, it was incredibly emotional and, and it, it was perfect in, in every way. Um, I Not don't think way. I have. I don't have many complaints. I do. With it. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly, what what are your
1: complaints? Captain Marvel. (laughs) I thought the character cool. I have no problem with the character. But the the idea that she needed help taking that gauntlet from where Spider-Man had it to that van. Mm Mm-hmm. The, i the 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 fact and i i understand why they did this they you know it's a women's movement uh we're in an era where that you know that that's been more prominent in films and, and television and i salute it love it um absolutely it's great but that was forced yeah. down our throats that had no place in it we just saw her blow through Thanos' ship and destroy her ship i mean his ship mm but she needed help from the other female characters to plow through the army to get to the van. Don't buy it. So
3: I've heard, I've heard this complaint before. I don't share this complaint. That part, <laughs> that part was epic to me, and I don't think it. I don't really? think she. I don't think she needed the help. Um, and which is what you're saying. She didn't need the help. But and I don't think that that's what they were saying. I think that it was. I think that it was just like, we got this. Like you're good. We got this we got each other's backs um, and and I, I thought it was I thought it was a great moment I, I really did I'm um, sitting next to my wife watching it um, she felt empowered by it and I love to see that I love to hear that yeah um, and and I I really enjoyed that moment I, I did I, but I, I, love I understand it.
1: I love the idea of, of women empowerment I love it I, I support it and I, I try to push for it as much as possible on my end, you know, doing what I can to help. Right. That had no place in the story. Literally no place for it. Because she did not need help. She yeah. didn't need Spider-Man's help. She didn't need Iron Man's help. She didn't need Thor's help. And she didn't need the other women's help.
3: Now, she what, do you, what do you, it. What, what did you think about... Um, did you hear what Feige said about... Um... How Captain Marvel is not the strongest MCU character, like people are saying.
1: No, I didn't did hear you him see, say that. Did
3: you see that comment? No. All right. So he said that, he, in his opinion, the strongest character in the MCU is Scarlet Witch because of the fear that overcame Thanos' face. I agree with that. When, when, when she approached him, and she's like, and he says, "I don't even know who you are," and she says, "You will." Yeah. Like.
1: Like she yeah. almost killed him.
3: Yeah. Oh, and I think she. I think she could have. She I definitely. She, could have. I forget what happened, but I think that I think she could have killed him. He ordered now, the ship that, to shoot down. Yeah, that is a younger Thanos. So could she have killed the 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 um, the one from Infinity War? That's a good, maybe not. That's a good but, point. But uh, that was. I, I I agree with him. I see where he's coming from. But let let's let's move on to number one. Mm-hmm. I I am willing to bet that this is a movie that you also haven't seen.
1: Okay.
3: Uh, number one, the number one movie, twenty nineteen for me, is Uncut Gems.
1: No, I haven't seen it yet, I, but I plan on going to see it. You that, will love it because I'm a, I'm, I'm, a I'm a Celtics fan. So knowing Kevin Garnett is yep. in the movie is mm-hmm. is what you know was definitely driving me to go see it. Mm-hmm. But this, seeing Adam Sandler in a different type of role is what is it really attracts me to that movie.
3: See now now what, what what people try to act like is that 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 Sandler can't act. Sandler can act. Have you seen Rain Over Me with Don Cheadle?
1: I think I have.
3: That was a long Adam, time ago though. Adam Sandler in that movie breaks my heart it like he even um what is it punch drunk love that he's spanglish yes. he's a yes. phenomenal yes dramatic actor
1: yes um those are good so movies. we
3: let, we can't sit here and say that he can't act which is what people do uh what people say so in mm-hmm. my opinion uncut gems is adam
1: sandler's fuck you to everybody i i love that yes love that i will i, I definitely will go see that i think i might go see that next weekend you will love it. And we'll have to discuss this on the next episode. We can definitely do that.
3: All right. So that's my list, number one uncut gems. Derek, it's
1: your turn, bro. Okay. Um see I'm I'm having trouble with where to place if if, if this should be the film that I place at ten. But I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay. Um Lion King. Don't do that. I, I I'm putting it at ten. Just because of nostalgia.
3: Lion King would have been on my top 10 worst of the year had we
1: did that list. Now, I would put it on that one too. Okay. Because I loved it for the nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Strictly. Because I was actually going to put Little on there. um, Okay. uh, Which was a great movie as well. Um, But I wanted to put Lion King on there just because of nostalgia. And I wanted to make this point on here too. It 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 had the opportunity to they uh, uh they had the opportunity to make it their own, and they literally which is what they did with shot. Aladdin. Which is what they did with Aladdin. Yes, which is yeah. on my list. <laughs>
3: okay, all right. I'm not mad
1: at that one. It is on my list. Um, because Aladdin was was by the movie and storyline, but they made it their own. Lion Mm -hmm. King was literally shot for shot and giving me a little bit of background on Scar's uh, uh, relationship with um, Sarabi. Right, That's literally it. And Beyonce, I love Beyonce. Love her to death. But my God, she had no place in that movie. Her voice, she cannot... Listen, let me say it like this. (laughs) <laughs> certain people can be a voice actor, and certain yeah. people can just, just act. She unless, is not a voice actor, unless I'm forgetting. The
3: last movie that I seen her in was the Pink Panther. Has she been in any was other she movies? In Pink
1: Panther. I didn't see that. She
3: was in. She was in Pink Panther with uh, Steve Martin. Might have been Pink Panther too,
1: but yeah. Um, I know she did. Um, what's that movie with uh, Temptation? I that's the name of it—the one with Idris Elba. Um, I haven't seen that. That was years ago. It was yeah. okay. It wasn't. It wasn't a a must see movie. It was kind of predictable too. Um, but I thought it was a good, good spot for her. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and she also did Fighting Temptations with Cuban Gooding Jr. Um, in the '90s. But yeah, she. This is not for her. Um, voice acting is not. Something that any everyone can do, um, and I think we found Beyonce's flaw. Her one flaw. Uh, one flaw. <laughs> one flaw. That's all she has. She's other than that, she is a goddess. Yes. Um, number nine, Glass. Really, M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I keep. I'll take I think that's how you say. I, it. It's not how you say it, but Shyamalan. Shyamalan. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I always mess his name up, but. That trilogy. Putting it in into that trilogy, um, was beautiful. Um, I thought that movie was well done. Um, what's my Steve. guy's name? I forgot. I forget the uh, McAvoy. McAvoy, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That dude. That's another guy that people don't don't talk about in terms of acting.
3: Absolutely.
1: He, oh my. God. God, that dude is good, man. Um, And he he pays close attention to details, which I love. Yeah.
3: See, I have a feeling that I'm going to be, out of the two of us, I'm going to be a negative person. Um, (laughs) I love everything about Split. I barely enjoyed Glass. Really? It wasn't a bad movie. No. I love Sarah Paulson. She's gorgeous and amazing. I love Sarah Paulson. I love her. McAvoy, like you said, is great. Uh, J- Samuel L. Jackson, come on, he's great. Bruce um, he Willis,
1: he barely even talked in this movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I just, I didn't think. To me, it felt like a superhero movie, and that's not, and that's what it was. That's mm-hmm. what, um, uh, it was inv- uh, Invincible. Uh, yeah, uh, Unbreakable. That's Unbreakable. That's, yeah. that's 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 what it was meant to be. But coming mm-hmm. after Split, for me um i was i was i'm not going to say terrified but split like just had me at the edge of my seat um and glass yes. didn't so i think coming after glass was
1: what hurt it for me but it's not a bad movie i will agree with you on that i will agree with you on that i i, I think i just i just loved split that much but yeah i i i liked the way that they ended this movie i mean this series yeah. um mm-hmm. that that was a that was a a, a nice Send off. Um, Yes, I agree. At uh number eight, I have Endgame. Oh, I have Endgame at eight.
3: Um, all for that one reason.
1: Not, (laughs) (laughs) not just that reason, but um also, listen, I love the idea of a black Captain America because I know that's where we're going to with Falcon. Um, they didn't. This is probably my only knock against Marvel. They did not develop Falcon well enough to become Captain America.
3: I agree with you. I, I've been thinking about that. Um, I, I think they've developed Bucky enough. Bucky, that's um, who
1: I would have figured. Um, but Bucky's
3: also unstable. Um, he
1: is, but he seemed to stabilize a little bit toward the end of Endgame, which I guess we'll yeah. see. You know, moving forward, if that's true or yeah. not. But he seemed to become more stable um in that film which is mm. something that that uh that was the reason why i figured okay he'll get he'll be passed down the mantle and then go to uh, to falcon i want falcon yeah. to be developed mm-hmm. i want him to and be we'll, developed get we'll get that we'll get that in the series yeah i know but it, but for for it to happen now yeah falcon should have been developed five years ago that moment should have been sweeter that it should have been sweeter, and it, it felt just like uh, okay. And I sh- <laughs> like it should not have felt that way. Now, is it
3: Mackey? Is it Mackey? Do you not like him? No, in that I love. Role, I
1: love Anthony Mackey as a Falcon. Yeah. I I would love to see him as as Captain America, which we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the fact that they didn't develop his character. That's strictly yeah. it. because we uh, uh, now. The way they they developed War Machine, they could have done they could have easily done that with with the Falcon if they knew this is where they were going with it. And, and they had more team with they had more time with War Machine though. They had more time with War Machine. That's what I'm saying mm-hmm. I, like they had the opportunity yeah. to do that with this. You know, yeah. I I know they developed him a little bit with not really, but they introduced him with Winter Soldier, and yeah. I loved his progression in that film.
3: That's a great introduction
1: into great that introduction. movie, too. Yes. Yeah. Great introduction. But mm-hmm. for him to be Captain America's sidekick and to take on that mantle, there should have been more of him in previous films. They could have done that with Civil War. Thank you.
3: Now, and there was a lot going on in Civil War, but they still could have managed. They was, put that in there. There were things in Civil War that I could have done without.
1: Yes. Yes, and I I'm just not a fan of them doing that. Also, I, I pray to God Mackie cuts that beard off because that looked trash. Um, <laughs> that did not look good at all. That looked like it was colored in, and I did Might not like been. that. I am I'm, I'm willing to bet a lot of money that it was. Because uh, in previous films that I've seen him with a, with a beard, it's been a struggle mm-hmm. one, and and that that's been my issue um i think that's more of an issue to me than than the captain marvel thing um
3: (laughs) yeah i don't mean to sidetrack you but i have Mm -hmm. to ask Mm -hmm. um had we gotten what was originally planned which was a terrence howard war machine (laughs) would we enjoy that character the way we do with don
1: hell no
3: no No, but then see, and and we wouldn't have got what is
1: amazing, an empire, right? Uh, there's nothing amazing about Empire, bro. <laughs> I stopped I after about it. like I the yeah. second or third season. I said, no, I'm done with this mess. Man, I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't I do know.
3: It. I, I knew I was gonna get that reaction, so I yeah. said. It.
1: <laughs> uh, but I, I I I love that Don Cheadle uh, was able to take on that role because his, his comedic timing and relief is just perfect in all the films. So I'm looking forward to seeing a standalone war machine uh film at some point if we can get that. You think we'll get it? I we'll uh, no, we're not gonna get it. But I would love I to so
3: either, see it. I, I would love to. I was watching um I was watching uh, season one of Fresh Prince with uh, my wife and uh the episode with Don Cheadle yes. where he plays uh, uh Ice Pick. Yes. Um and, and, <laughs> I, and what that I, was. I look over. I look over <laughs> and uh and my I see my wife kinda just really intrigued, yeah. In an episode of Fresh Prince, and and she's I, I'm just watching her, and I see her trying to figure it out. I'm like, <laughs> "Do you need help with something?" She said, "Where the fuck do I know him from?"
1: <laughs> that is War Machine.
3: She's like, "No."
1: <laughs> yes, Don Cheadle, uh, for years, has been mm-hmm. another actor that I think doesn't get as much attention as he should. Phenomenal. Oh absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Um mm-hmm. I think actually the the film that I was int- I was now I, I I watched Fresh Prince growing up. Right. So, so that was a that, model, was, so. that was a first yeah, that was the first yeah. uh thing that I saw him in. But the first movie that I saw him in that that was really introduced to Don Cheadle uh was House uh, was a uh, Rwanda, Hotel Rwanda. Oh
3: amazing. Yes.
1: Yes. No. That was that was a yeah. emotionally wrenching film and i think he did an amazing job with that character
3: it's an incredible introduction yes um damn yes yeah he's he's and and that and and i'll mention it again uh was it rain over me or rain on me something like that Mm -hmm. he's he's great in that movie now adam sandler steals the show but he's great in that movie too
1: yeah yeah i think i I just don't think he gets the the attention that he should um uh I'll move on, though. Um, number seven, Shazam, which is probably one of the very few DC movies that I thought was absolutely phenomenal.
3: I struggled with that one. That was that was going to make top ten for me, too. Um, but I think... Uh, I forget what, what Edge did out, but Shazam, I loved. I loved I, everything about it. I'm not yeah. even going to front.
1: Yeah. I, and, and the only reason why I'm not looking forward to them doing more with it be, is because the DC... EU <clears throat> is trash like they're they've already scrapped moving forward with Henry Cavill Batman uh, Ben Affleck is of course not gonna be Batman who by the way is the best Batman Bruce Wayne combination I will not I will thank not you for saying anyone that. else there
3: I no. you're right you're absolutely right everybody says I'm crazy and stupid and insane Ben Affleck is the number one Bruce Wayne Batman. Yes, and he, and he he doesn't
1: he... even have a, a standalone film, which is nope. weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought there's... they did him incredible injustice on Justice League. Um, I like Justice League better
3: than I like BBS, but yes, really, yeah.
1: I hated yeah. Justice League and I loved uh Batman versus Superman. The only thing that I had an issue with with uh BBS was um the whole Martha thing. Thank you, bro. Thank oh, well, I remember. I'm sorry. But that... I'm in. I'm in. The... Go ahead, sorry. That and the villain.
3: In BBS? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And we've talked about Lex. And and Eisenberg, good actor. Stay away from Lex. Um, yeah. Or are you talking about Doomsday?
1: I'm talking about both. <laughs> Absolute Look, man, trash.
3: I, when, when that Martha situation happened, I looked to my wife. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now?
1: <laughs> I can't lie.
3: I cannot lie. What? Did this Martha is what Martha is what Martha is what makes them yeah
1: friends? I know, I know, but I I can't front when they said that. I was like, oh snap! Both their moms names <laughs> <moms> are Martha. <laughs> I had thought I that, even, that either. I didn't even but... think about that, but it wasn't something for me to sit there and be like, oh, we're now we're buddies, like. <laughs> <laughs> Like what the hell? You really want to rip <laughs> this guy's head off? You want to kill him? But him, him having a mother named Martha is what does it for you. Cool. I, I, whatever whatever floats your boat. We
3: can't be friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was just
3: stupid. <laughs> yeah. But at, Sam, yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, at six, Aladdin. For everything we just said about Lion King. Yes. Yeah, I loved was Aladdin. Phenomenal. Now, I, I will say. I was skeptical about uh, uh, Will Smith being the genie.
3: When that picture came out, I was so angry.
1: I was pissed. I was I, absolutely you, pissed.
3: Did, did you re- do you remember seeing me post? No, absolutely yeah, yeah, not. Yeah. Nope.
1: <laughs> I was absolutely pissed, man. Um, I think the only thing that distracted me with that film was his singing. That was literally it. I I even enjoyed his singing. I, I didn't, because I'm I'm sitting there listening to the Fresh Prince. I'm yeah. I'm used to the rapper, so mm-hmm. when I hear him sing, I'm like, he didn't have a terrible voice, but he didn't have to sing so many songs, in my opinion. I got you, yeah. Um, that's literally my only issue with Aladdin, because I thought they did a now, phenomenal job with Jafar. Phenomenal. Let,
3: let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had this conversation with a ton of people when they announced that they were doing a live-action movie. I didn't I didn't know who I wanted to play Aladdin. I didn't I didn't know. Hmm genie i to me will smith was the only actor who could have done that role any justice outside of robin Williams. i agree with that um but i said um naomi scott has to play jasmine that she was my number one choice for for jasmine like there, like to me she was princess jasmine Mm -hmm. but i have so many people who have told me um that they think she's trash for that role because she was too light-skinned what 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 do you think
1: I didn't have a problem with it. Um, now, in comparison, yeah, she may have been a little bit lighter than the animated version or anyone else you would think is from yeah. that that region. Um, but I thought she did a phenomenal job, man. I didn't even know her to be honest before this. Yeah. So yeah, oh,
3: no, she's D- Disney. She's a Disney actress, Lemonade Mouth, and stuff like that. But oh, she's okay. great. Okay. She's great.
1: Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Um, and her new song is amazing. See, I don't. I literally know nothing about her. No, no, no. I
3: meant like I meant Jasmine's new added song. Oh yes, Aladdin.
1: yes, yes, yes. I thought she did a phenomenal job with every aspect of that role. Yeah. Um. But again, I think they did a deep dive into different characters. Um. Yeah. That the animated film necessarily did not have uh and
3: they said they're gonna do a sequel and i'm all for it i want to know more
1: i'm down for it man
3: and disney plus is gonna do a series based on uh the one prince that was trying to court her i forget his name but disney plus said they're doing a series on it prince anders yes i think so he the funny one um yeah really yeah they which i mean that who's who, who uh billy magnuson He's, he's, he's a great actor. I'm, 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 you know what? I trust Disney at this point, like with,
1: with an you know Aladdin storyline. You know what? I hmm. trust Disney more now than I did before. I'm not even a Star Wars fan. And I love the Mandalorian. I, I, that was a, that was a well done movie from, I mean, a show from beginning to end. And I'm, I want more with it. Um, when they punched Baby Yoda, I almost punched my TV. I was actually hurting when I saw that. Yeah, and <laughs> well, that's a sidebar, but yeah, yeah I was like, well, come on, man, you can't do that to Baby Yoda." Um, you don't think it was. <laughs> uh, John Wick three at four. Got gotcha. you. Uh, haven't seen it. Haven't seen it yet. Yet, but it's in. It's there because I love for the first <laughs> and second one. So I'm putting it in my in my top ten. Don't care what anyone says. It's,
3: This man put a movie he ain't seen in his top 10. Yeah,
1: and that's the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number four, Spider-Man. Far From Home. Phenomenal movie. Um, I love that. Well, of course, we knew that Spider-Man was going to stay in the MCU. There was no way in hell Disney was going to let that one go. Um, So I'm glad they got that worked out. You're going to disagree with this. But I will tell Uh you the reason why I have this at three. And honestly, it, it, I'll just say it: Joker at number three. But I'm not mad. But Joker
3: was my number three.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had it at one. Cool. Um, no, uncut
3: gems.
1: Uncut gems. Yeah, you're right. Um, Joker at three. Phenomenal, phenomenal film. Uh, from start to to end. Now, let me ask you a question though. Okay. Did you ever see The King of Comedy with Robert De Niro?
3: long time ago i really i I know they were pulling from that um i don't remember anything from it i've seen it but i knew they i knew it was i'm not gonna say a rip but it was inspired by that
1: it was inspired yes and and the fact that robert de niro was in this movie playing the role of game show host i mean a talk Mm -hmm. show host yeah it, it felt like a continuation of that film in little right. aspects, so I loved yeah. that about it. I, and now I'm I'm starting to think that that's the only reason why Martin Scorsese is butthurt um, about not being hmm. able to do a, a, a comic, well, not liking comic films as uh as cinema, I'm not thinking that they're cinematic yeah. th- uh, pieces, but um, that would probably be the reason why I think he said that uh, because you can't. You can't say that about uh any of these comic book films. Um at number two, I have us.
3: See, I wanna see that I just haven't seen it yet. Bro, I haven't
1: seen it yet. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That movie I now I was a big fan of Get Out. Um Amazing. Beautiful absolutely film. beautiful. Uh, I don't actually and I was telling someone this the other day I don't compare them to each other I let them be their own pieces but they're on the same level they're like Jordan Peele is a genius in my opinion and, and, and oh he is dude absolutely he kills is. it I love that he's been able to do these films and get away from the Peele, uh, Key and Peele show uh mad tv type of uh, of of persona um Man. and and that's what i love about this so lapita Niango is bro i there's <laughs> not much i can say about her she is just a master at what she does
3: I haven't seen the movie and you she deserves an Oscar nom for her role. I don't the trailer alone tells me yes. she deserves an Oscar nom.
1: She did. That she didn't get. She but she, she deserved. It. She not only deserved the nomination, I think she deserved the award. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Um just phenomenal. Now, number one, I'm not sure if you've watched this yet. Dolomite is my name.
3: Dog, I want to see it. I keep forgetting that it's out,
1: bro. Let me tell you something. I, you might do better. And I, I was actually discussing this with Chris on uh, Film Society though, because um, we did a review on the film itself. Mm-hmm. It is, you would do yourself a, a a great favor by watching the original Dolomite movie, really, and, and then watching this.
2: Okay. You I'm will, not
1: opposed to doing that. Yeah, you will understand this film at a at a, a better level. Not saying that you can't watch it by itself. Right. But to watch the movie, the, the 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 um Rudy Ray Moore film and then watch mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy's film, it's not it's not a, 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 a reboot. It's not a re like, like yeah anything. It's literally just telling Rudy Ray's story. And bro that movie hands down is i have at number one that was a phenomenal movie i love seeing eddie uh murphy back Yeah. and what, some something i don't think a lot of people talk about when it comes to eddie murphy his ability to put together a all-star cast and pull mm-hmm. it off yeah is Absolutely. unmatched no one else does at- it better
3: eddie murphy is easily one of my favorite actors Um, I remember, I mean, I, I, you know, remember, remember I'm 23 years old, so I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm young. Yeah. Um, the first, first Eddie movie, Eddie Murphy movie I've ever seen. Um, it might've been Shrek that Shrek was 2001. Yeah. Um, but outside of that was daddy daycare. Um, wow. Great. That's great movie. But I remember I was young. Mm -hmm. However, I was born in 96, however old I was in (laughs) 2003 when daddy daycare came out. I remember, like, okay, Eddie Murphy, amazing. I need to see everything he's done. I remember seeing um, Nutty Professor. Uh I I had to see it. Beverly Hills Cop, my probably my favorite trilogy. That is a discussion I think we should have. Oh, we need to. We we need to. That that is it. You know, I I don't love three, but I still have to say it's one of my favorite trilogies. Hmm. Um, 48 hours, amazing. Eddie Murphy, I know I will love him in this movie. Now, let me say this. If you haven't seen it uh, two, three years ago, he came out with a movie called Mr. Church.
1: Yeah, Great. I didn't watch that. I loved it. Really? Yeah. I didn't but watch it. Lo- I love sad indies, like we've discussed. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, bro, again, I don't think anyone really gives some props for All Star Cast. Because were they talking about Harlem Knights, Boomerang, mm-hmm. yeah. Coming to America, mm. Dolomite? I'm willing to say coming to America too is going to be on Dolomite's level. I'm willing to say that right at yeah. the gate. I his ability to put an all-star cast together, Wesley Snipes. When you watch the original movie and then you watch this this film, you're going to absolutely yeah. love his portrayal. I think you would love his portrayal regardless, because he just he's just hilarious in this movie. But right. you'll have a better appreciation for it when you watch the original film and then you watch that one. Okay. Wesley I'm happy to do Snipes that. is phenomenal in this movie, man. And I I'm I'm interested in seeing what is going to happen with Coming to America 2 I think that's going to be great um, so just to wrap up my list man that's it um, Dolomite is my name I the movie was so good I changed my Xbox username to Dolomite <laughs> <laughs> so please go watch that movie when you get a chance
3: oh absolutely I will Um, And let's move on to our top 10 most anticipated. This is going longer than we expected it to. It is. It is. But I I think the conversation's good. Most definitely. Um, So to the listeners, bear with us and enjoy a longer episode than you will normally get. Um, But with that being said, I will try to move a little faster with this list. Okay. Number 10, Fantasy Island.
1: Hmm.
3: Have you seen the trailer for that?
1: No, I don't. And and full disclosure oh, for everyone yeah, yeah. on here, I do not watch trailers at all.
3: Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, I I follow productions um, and and um, try to, you know, see if it's an adapted film. I'll try to see how closely it that the production itself follows the 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 book or comic book that it comes from. But outside of that, I do not watch trailers.
3: Now I could be completely wrong, um, but I believe Jordan Peele is producing this movie, along with uh, Blumhouse. Um, it is it the concept of it just seems really original to me. Um, just basically like you know these younger people are on this vacation um, to this island uh, that is just beautiful and gorgeous and and just friendly people. And, um, basically these Islanders, their goal is to, uh, to grant everybody their wish and they try to get their deepest, darkest secrets out of them. So a part of the trailer is this, this girl is kind of talked into saying that, um, you know, there was, she had this bully in 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 grade school that, uh, was just awful to her and she wishes she could see her dead, um, cut to... You know, obviously, later in the movie, she's she's brought into this room blindfolded. They remove the blindfold like it's a surprise, and this girl whom she hasn't seen since grade school is tied up and being um, being brutally harmed. Um, it just it seems so interesting and new to me. Um, I'm excited
1: to see it. Hmm. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't watched the trailer for it, but anything Jordan Peele related, I'm watching.
3: And I might be wrong on that. It is definitely Blumhouse, which they're great anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming in at number nine is Halloween Kills, the next chapter mm. in the Michael Myers story. I didn't like the last one. See, I did. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it so I'm excited to see there. this one. <laughs> <laughs> coming in at number eight, which is something we will also discuss in this episode, um, is Morbius. yes. Um. Oh, but before I go any further, I do want to say Bad Boys for Life was on this list, but I've already seen it, so I took it off. Uh, um, ah. Yeah, yeah. And brought something else on it. Yeah. Um. But but Morbius uh, number eight, we'll discuss more about that later. Number seven, Black Widow. That's on of um, us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it should have happened a long time ago. Um, Scarlett oh. Johansson's amazing, and I, I know that I'm going to like this movie. Um, and let me tell you this. I don't know if you saw. I tweeted this. Um, my wife and I were discussing the the ridicule that Marvel's getting um, for so-called fat shaming. Mm-hmm. Um, have you read about that? No. Um, in, in the trailer, um, David Harbour, his character, I forget what Stranger hero things. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But in, in the movie, he plays like a the Russian um, version of Captain America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Red Guardian, I think, is what it is. And so in the trailer, he puts his his, his suit on for the first time in years. And he's like, wow, it still fits. And, his, and one of the, I think it's one of their sisters, says, wow, you got fat. So there's a lot of shame being brought on Marvel for fat shaming. Um, and this makes me laugh. Uh, my wife and I were talking about it. And my four-year-old, said, "Oh, don't worry, guys. Marvel will figure it out. They'll get it right." <laughs> <laughs> and that it had me dying, so I had to mention that. Um, my son, my 4-year-old is the biggest Marvel stan. I'm going to have I, I'm going to bring him on this podcast and I'm going to let you ask him any Marvel question you want to ask. You quiz him and he will tell you the answers, especially anything Uh-oh. about Spider-Man. Okay. Like so so when we went and saw far from home, I brought I brought him with me and and he he um or actually I'm gonna say this when the trailer came out. We were watching the trailer and um my son sees Mysterio on the screen and he says, Oh daddy, that's Quentin Beck. I'm like, who how do you know that? What how he knows everything that there is to know about Spider Man and he knows a lot with Marvel, so that could be interesting to do. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Coming in at number six is Tenant, the new Christopher Nolan joint. Yes, which I read a theory that we will see Tenant being in the same world as Inception, which Uh, is interesting. Might not be great. I heard your sigh, but
1: could be interesting. I only sighed because I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. So I can't say anything in terms of opinions on that. Yeah. I will say I would not be mad. Okay. Okay. Coming
3: in at number five.
1: You might clown me
3: for this, but, um, Scoob. <laughs> the new animated feature, the Scooby-Doo called Scoob, um, There's a few things that I might take issue with. Uh, You haven't seen the trailer, so you can't give your opinion, but um, Shaggy's voice to me is very different than what we're used to. Don't tell me that. Are you serious? And Scooby's voice is also very different, but I don't mind Scooby's as much as I do Shaggy's.
1: You can't can't do a Scooby-Doo film or show and the voice is not the same
3: i mean you know shaggy's voice is obviously high-pitched and and, yeah you know but it's different i'll say that and we'll have to discuss that when it comes out but um i you know it's funny the trailer is hilarious and it looks very different than anything we've seen for scooby-doo so i'm excited for that okay Um, Okay. coming in at number four a quiet place too yes i could not be more excited for this movie especially after seeing the trailer um and seeing uh direction that they're going with it do you mind me sharing that
1: uh i only say yes because that is a film i am really anticipating this year yeah Mm -hmm. which is something i do want to discuss on this on this show when it comes out
3: absolutely so I'm gonna say this, and I won't go into too much detail, okay. but uh, something shown uh, in the trailer is that they will I- explore how it happened. Okay. Okay. And the way that they, the trailer shows they that it happened is I love it. I, I honestly, bro, like I I was always excited to see a sequel, um, but the trailer made it so high on my list. It might have been near 10 before. Ah, So coming okay. in at number three, you feel how I feel with the DCEU, but Birds of Prey. And it's, I have a, I have a, I have a thing. My thing is they've released three trailers so far for the movie. Mm-hmm. And none of the trailers have made me excited for this movie. None of the trailers have made me excited at all. But I love Margot Robbie. Yeah. I love Journey Smollett. I love... I'm sorry if I butcher her name. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think, is her name. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Uh, who's playing Huntress. Is Let she back sure in this movie? Huntress, yeah. Okay.
1: Um,
3: and, and, you know, uh, McGregor... Um as the villain is gonna be great. Huh. Um I am very excited for this movie just because of knowing what it is. But the trailers haven't sold me on not a damn thing. <laughs> um so I could be very wrong. Um but coming in at number two, clown me all you want, I don't give a damn. Fast and Furious nine.
1: Oh come on, bro. I'm going to go see it. I'm invested, Doug. I'm going to go see it. But after Paul Walker died, you know what Paul Walker was to to that, that series? What's that? Were you a wrestling fan? No. Okay. You might not get this metaphor then. But to me, he was the Eddie Guerrero of this franchise. No, I don't know what that means. Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> was a phenomenal wrestler he he wasn't the he wasn't the top guy but he was one of the best he was the like one of the best technically sound wrestlers okay in w w e and he died i think in like i think around like oh six oh seven somewhere around there maybe oh eight um no it may have been oh nine and when he died w w e Went tanking, like they. Really. The their product was trash afterward. After after his death. See, I'm not gonna sit here and let you say that Fast Eight was trash, bro. Fast Seven was yes. a, Fast and Furious Seven was probably the last really good one. I really liked Eight. It was a different story. Um, they're doing stupid stuff in this movie now, man. Wait! Wait! <laughs> They've was, always done stupid. I stuff. I know, but it's now we're and honestly, Paul Walker's last one was that eh, was two. That was seven. That was yeah, that seven. Was seven. Some yeah. stunts in there, I was just like, come on! Like you're jumping. What was it? A Bugatti, I think, from building to building. Come the hell yeah, on! Why me. Not? Nah, nah. I, I I like I <laughs> well, like the, the train
3: running up the train uh, that was falling down the cliff.
1: That too. That too. That too. <laughs> but I forgive it because it wasn't. It's not like. It's not as drastically bad as the last one was.
3: See, but I'll say I'm a big um, uh, how what's her name? Uh, Charlize Theron fan. I love her too. So she she was a great villain. uh, No, Cypher. She was great.
1: I I don't take that away from her. I thought and Jason Jason Statham, of course, he he was an eight, right? Wasn't he eight?
3: He was in seven and eight. Seven and
1: eight. Yeah. Phenomenal too. Hobbs didn't and Shaw trash, though. See, I didn't even care to go see it. Not that yeah, I didn't. Know that. I didn't have the chance to. I didn't care to go see it.
3: And we can we can discuss this when we talk about Bad Boys. Bad Boys for Life felt like a Fast and Furious movie to me. Yes. And we can discuss that later. But uh, going in to number one, I have been waiting for this movie to be made since uh, 2008. One thing that you will come to know about me, if you don't already, is. I I, I love all things acting. I love all types of movies. Mm-hmm. I love all types of um, performance. I am a major musical fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming out this year, directed by John Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. is a screen adaptation of the musical written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, In the Heights. Mm. I am... Uh, this movie, if I couldn't see any of the other movies on my list, the other nine, I wouldn't care as long as I could see this movie. Really? And, and, and I know that's going to sound strange because, you know, a lot of people probably, if you're not into to Broadway or musical theater, you don't know what In the Heights is. No, um, not at all. In the Heights, In the Heights is a movie, uh, or, or, or was a Broadway show, um, about Washington Heights in mm-hmm. New York. Mm -hmm. Um, this, this small little area, um, a a Spanish neighborhood, Mm -hmm. um, that, um, you know, businesses are closing down and, and they're starting to, uh, gentrify the, the neighborhood. Right. So these mom and pop places, the laundromats, uh, the bodegas, um, the, the hair salons, they're closing down, um. And, and you see the, the, the lead character, uh, his name is Usnavi, um, which in the, in the play, uh, or in the musical, uh, it is found out that his name was given to him when his mother uh, and father were coming um, from Puerto Rico. Um, oh, sorry, coming from the Dominican Republic uh, to the States and saw a ship that said U.S. Navy. And they said, that's what we'll call him, Usnavi. Um, and, uh, so that's where he got his name from. But basically, it's about Usnavi and his, uh, his group of friends, Benny, uh, which is, um, played by, uh, Corey Hawkins, uh, who played Dr. Dre in Straight mm-hmm. Out of Compton. Um, uh, the lead character, Usnavi, is played by Anthony Ramos, uh, who really got, he really blew up because he was one of the stars of Hamilton on Broadway. He's done a lot of, a lot of movies here recently. He was in, um, uh, oh, what is it called? Um, what was Spike's show on Netflix? Um, Ooh, mm, she's got it. Not she's got to have
1: she's,
3: it. She, she's got to have it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He played uh, He played Mars in that show, um, and he was in the last Godzilla movie. He's 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 an incredible actor. Uh, he's the star of it. Um, and and man, I honestly could not be more excited for this movie. This movie. I, I listened to um, I listened to the cast album from the Broadway show, Driving Around Town. And, and and my wife will look over at me, and she'll see me. She'll see a tear coming out my face. She'll be like, "What is wrong with you?" Um, <laughs> this this story is just so beautiful to me, bro. This story is just so important to tell um, about gentrification, mm-hmm. and and of course, you know, some things that are changing in this movie. Uh, will the the talking about deportation and stuff like that. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's made to fit today. Um, and I think that this movie will be as culturally important as Crazy Rich Asians was. And Mm. I cannot wait to discuss this movie when it comes out this summer in, I believe, June.
1: Okay. We can definitely do that. That I, we can definitely do that. I'm I'm not a
3: musical guy, but (laughs) we can definitely do that. But let's, let's, let's just say though, the, the music is hip hop. Oh, then I would love it. Yeah, the music it's it's Okay. They okay. they I mean they're singing in the movie, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. the guy who wrote In the Heights and the guy who wrote Hamilton, he's a hip hop head. He's gotcha, he's, gotcha. you got you got you. I know. A okay. Head. So it's all hip hop and R&B mixed with a little bit of show tunes.
1: Okay. I'll be down to watch it. All right. So I'm you go ahead. I'm to watch anything. You 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 take it away, bro. Okay. So I'm going to go stupid fast. Um <laughs> There, I, there's really nothing to explain except for the last one, um, so this is really in no particular order. Okay, but I'll just give it to you one through ten, um, Tenet, Quiet Place Two, Coming to America, The Way Back, which I know nothing about, but just because it has Ben Affleck in it, Yo. Ben Affleck, that- late, like I, I, it seems like from like. The town, he just made this. He just took this turn in acting. I
3: yeah. don't
1: know what it is, but he went to another level, bro.
3: Now I wasn't the biggest fan of Triple Frontier.
1: That now, acting wise, though, he did a good job. But yeah. Triple yeah, Frontier no, no. was
3: story-wise, story-wise, yeah, though,
1: story wise. Story wise, yeah, story story wise, the hype did not match what I watched.
3: The trailer for the Way Back. I'm gonna tell you because you don't watch trailers. It looks mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. And that's all
1: I'll say. Okay. Okay. Well, I am looking forward to it because I see Ben Affleck's attached to it. Yeah. Um, Eternals. As a Marvel okay. fan. Yep. I'm. I. I know nothing about the Eternals' uh, actual story. Um yeah. But I started looking some things up the last couple of months. I'm. I'm very intrigued by it. Um, 007, No Time to Die. Looks great. I'm intrigued by it because, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm confused if we're getting a female black James Bond or 007, I should say. I, I don't know where they're going with this, um, but it's Daniel Craig's last movie, which I have been craving to see his last one as 007 because I want to see someone else in that role, um, Personally, I think you, you couldn't go wrong with Idris Elba about five years ago. I think now he's a little older. He could um, I, I'd still, he buy could still it pull now. it off. I'd still buy it too. And I would not have an issue with that at all. But I think what he's been doing with Luther or what he did with Luther. did they, No, hold on. Did they bring Luther back or no?
3: I was just um, talking about Luther with my homeboy Nick. I have never seen Luther.
1: Now I, that I need is a to good show. It. I you know. need to
3: watch it. It used to be on Netflix. I can't I know I, I don't I got to buy it cuz I can't find it anywhere, but If um, I'm not mistaken, I think they have it on uh,
1: Amazon Prime. Okay, don't quote got, me on that. I have Amazon Prime, so I'll, I hope it is there. Yeah, don't quote me on that, but I think I think they do have it on there. Um But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing with 007. Um, you might you might laugh at this, but I'm actually looking forward to Mulan. Um
3: See, I'm 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 the exact opposite. I I'm gonna go ahead and and make this statement. Mulan will be on my worst film list of 2020.
1: And and see, I actually think it could put, be put on there because mm-hmm. of one thing that I heard about it. Yeah. That they're not apparently Mushu is not gonna be in this film. Which... Mushu
3: Mushu will not be in this film because they say it is uh, culturally uh, offensive.
1: Okay, so let me knock that that off because Mushu should be included.
3: Yes, we're I, getting the Phoenix instead, but I don't think this. I, from what I can tell, there will be the no Phoenix. Yeah, bird. Jesus Christ! There will be no, there will be no, um, no voice acting for this bird. It All will, right, well,
1: it's just gonna kick it. Scrapped. I'll put Top Gun in there, and I okay. haven't even seen the first Top Gun. And let, um,
3: well, let me let me say this too. They cut all the music out from Mulan too. It's not a musical. no music? And because oh they want it to be an epic.
1: See, this is now taking a turn. I, I, <laughs> if you're go- my thing is if you're going like like what they did with Jungle Book, like mm-hmm. what they did with um, Lion King, Aladdin. If you're bringing these live these these animated films to live action, I want the music in there as well. Like yeah, that's see- a part of it.
3: What I'm thinking right now is gonna sound uh, like I'm contradicting myself because of my opinion on Lion King, is. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're going to adapt a movie, adapt the movie. Don't change everything. Lion King yeah. was shot for shot the same movie. Um, but adapt the movie. I want Mushu, and it, and if it is culturally offensive, I understand changing it to something else. But I still want a voice actor playing that role. Eddie Murphy. I want Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I want Kevin Hart. I don't. I want. Bro. I don't care who I get. I just. I. I w- give me Will. Uh, what's his name from Boy Meets World? I don't care. G- <laughs> I just. I want a voice actor doing. It. I don't want a bird flying around doing nothing.
1: That's cool. I'm. Um, a- I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, never mind. Mulan is taken off. Um. So I just put Top Gun on there just for shits and giggles. Um. Wonder Woman. Dude, I am we actually going to disagree a lot. I'm looking forward to it. Um I'm only looking forward to it because I think the character of Wonder Woman is great. The 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 first film I liked it. I I liked it a lot. I don't like these comic book movies being set in those times. It, that's why I didn't care for Captain America. Mm-hmm. um as well. It's just it's just hard for me to get into it and it has so, nothing to do with anything else.
3: So you have you've seen Wonder Woman, you've yes. seen BVS and yes. you've seen Justice League. Yes. They are shoot, shooting themselves in the foot with this one. Is was it Wonder Woman 1984? Mhm. What happened to after everything that happened in the first Wonder Woman film, um after everything that happened there, she did not do anything heroic between then and Batman versus Superman. So what is happening in 1984? They're backstepping and 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 so everything that was said in, in Wonder Woman, the first film, and BBS and Justice League, um, that that she gave up uh, being a superhero after um, Chris Pine's character died. Um, and I saw, I
1: heard he's coming back. Like I don't he understand is why he, he is
3: back in this movie. I don't movie.
1: understand that. Like see. I'm looking forward to this but I don't understand what I'm about to watch. No. If that makes sense. I just yeah. I just I don't get it. I'm not I'm not attracted to that. Um I'm not attracted to any of these movies in terms of DC because they they discontinue this series like Aquaman 2 coming out. Why are you shooting it? it makes no sense. Um we're not continuing with the storyline. So, so but they re, they're
3: rebooting with some of the same actors, but not all of the same no.
1: actors. See, like no. We have the
3: Suicide Squad I, coming out with yeah, with Margot Robbie cast. as Harley Quinn, but a couple of them, we got Jai Courtney coming back as Boomerang, but we have Idris Elba coming in in an undisclosed role. Um, we got Pete I, I Davidson. I pray to God they're
1: not, they're not replacing Will Smith. Will Smith's not in the movie. I know, I'm saying with Idris Elba.
3: Oh, that's what they were originally, that was what was planned, but then james gunn came back and said that's not what they're gonna do he's gonna play a different character okay but i
1: thought will smith and margot robbie had phenomenal chemistry
3: see hey, focus was a great
1: movie
3: people it really was okay see i thought you were gonna clown me
1: focus was great no it was good i i i um they had some spots in there yeah of course like anything yeah um and I'll round it out. The uh, I have Black Widow and Minions. There's another Minions movie coming out. I Rise love those. Yes, I love the whole series of Minions. Yeah. So that's it for me. Okay. Well, I love your list. I love my
3: list. Um, yes, sir. So I'm I'm excited to the we're you know we'll discuss these movies as they come out. Um, now, if you're okay with it, I think we should. Hold off on the Oscar nominations and predictions conversation uh, until next episode. As well as Morbius. Okay. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Yes. Um, But what we do have to discuss is uh, we have to commentate on Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life. Would you like to start or
1: would you like me to? I'll just say this. I did not know what I was going to go see.
3: As Yep, same for me.
1: Because, I, again, I didn't watch the trailer. I just knew what I knew about the first two movies. Um, bro, that was a phenomenal job. I I, I pray to God they do not decide to do a fourth one.
3: Minutes before starting recording, they announced that they are in pre-production for Bad Boys 4.
1: Jesus Christ.
3: <laughs> did you just stand up? I heard all that. <laughs> <laughs> Minutes before we started this. Why? Man, you know what? I'm not mad at it, but I let's not go past four.
1: We should go past three.
3: That okay, well let's let's go let's go back to the beginning and then we can discuss why there will be a four because you and I both know that they yes. were leading to that. Um, yes. so bad boy I'm gonna make a bold statement. I have seen okay. some critics say this so maybe it's not so bold after all. Um Bad okay. Boys 1 was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Bad Boys 2, some people didn't like it. I loved it. I think the introduction uh in that movie, um the opening I mean, sorry, um mm-hmm. was phenomenal. I love that opening. Um mm-hmm. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence um you know ripping that kkk robe off and a blue power yes. motherfucker. i like i love yes. that opening that is Hilarious. a great opening um great movie uh, i loved gabrielle union in that movie i do mm-hmm. wish we could have seen her in this um but she is doing the bad boys tv show with jessica alba i don't know if you've ever seen
1: that <laughs> no um, i didn't
3: even know about it it's on uh spectrum that is why because that's huh. why i don't know that's about why. it um it's a spectrum is this their original. first season They just got renewed for season two. They're going into season two now. Um, I've seen a couple episodes. It's not awful, but it's not (laughs) great. Um, I love Gabrielle Union. I love her too. I'm not the biggest Jessica Alba fan. No. I will say, um, we've discussed this, Friday Night Lights is my favorite TV show of all times. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the leads from Friday Night Lights is a co-lead. In this show, so I do enjoy seeing him in this, um, but I I haven't uh, I haven't stayed updated on it. Uh, but anyway, Bad Boys for Life um, picks up 17 years after Bad Boys 2 leaves off. Um, they're now, uh, you know, Mike Lowry and Mar- uh, Marcus Burnett are entering their 50s, and they're both just like the other two movies. They're both in really different places. Yes. Um, but I think that it that it's heightened now uh, with their age. Um, mm-hmm. Marcus is is done. He's ready to retire. He's ready for the violence to be done. He's ready for the murders to be done. He is. He's done. He's ready to retire. Um, the movie opens with the birth of his grandson, um, and that changed his life in that moment and and he said at that moment i'm done um -hmm. so and and stop me if you want to commentate on anything i'm just going to try to break it down a little bit break it it down um so you know it's a beautiful moment we i loved seeing reggie i loved seeing reggie um that was hilarious that scene from bad boys 2 is maybe one of my favorite (laughs) film scenes of all time yeah Uh, uh it is it's Seeing Reggie was great, and he still seems scared. He's still scared of them. <laughs> um, now,
1: did you hear the story about that whole scene about I, how yeah, he was scared? I saw the interview
3: with a uh, Breakfast Club.
1: Yes, that was no, that not wh- phenomenal. That was here. Explain it. Explain it to the listeners. So, if you haven't seen the the interview, uh, go check it out. Will Smith and and um, Lawrence were on their press tour for Bad Boys for Life, and they were discussing Reggie's character and. Um, the, the guy that plays Reggie, he, that was his first acting gig and they couldn't get the, uh, Michael Bay could not get the, um I believe, I believe there's the emotional response from him for the scene. Mm-hmm. uh So he, he, um, asked Will Smith and Martin to, you know, create some tension so that, uh, he could feel it. And, uh, I believe it was, was Will the one that's no, Martin was the one that said that, um, I think they were eating lunch or something like that and Will sat next to the guy that plays Reggie and Martin comes up to Will and says, yo, you're walking over my lines, I need space and they get into an argument about, about the, the lines on the movie and this kid is just sitting there and just stunned because he doesn't know what to do, what to say, how to feel. He's just, he's just scared, because they're about to go shoot, and Martin and Will are getting into a full-blown argument. And Michael Bay saw it and said, action. And the reaction that you see on camera is Reggie still believing that Will and Martin have beef, and he doesn't know how to take it and the scene that you see is that is that shot that they took and i thought that was absolutely phenomenal i thought that was yes. that was brilliant i'm not a big michael bay guy um because no. i think he i think he uses the dramatic uh angles way too much and the lens flares all that stuff he he just does it way too much but that was a brilliant plan and i that that scene like you said that's probably one of the funniest cinematic scenes ever yeah um so yeah and what a way to wrap that scene up then
3: with will smith saying you ever made love to a man yeah (laughs) no you want to (laughs) (laughs) um man it was great to see reggie back in it now let me ask you this all right so i Mm -hmm. looked it up i looked it up the actress who played um megan in bad boys for life is the same actress uh, that's what i and and the previous ones now and his wife did not seem like the same act i don't think that's the same actress it was it was yes see i looked it up but I, she wasn't on imdb um she doesn't scream what was her name uh teresa doesn't scream
1: teresa to me in looks yeah. and voice i i just i don't know i uh now people might might disagree with me on this, I think that goes back to the the very first film. They shouldn't have named her Teresa. Why? Because that's her real name? No, that's not. Is that her real name? <laughs> yeah, Teresa Randall. Oh, bro. That's not a believable black person's name. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't read well. It really doesn't read well, man. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything that is uh, stereotypical. But right. Teresa just doesn't scream believable to me in a in a movie as a black woman's name i I, i've met black teresa's before so it's not shocking but it just i think the name versus her dynamic in the film for some reason something just never matched with that for me with her ever ever so hey maybe that's it though so yeah, I mean,
3: for some reason they just seem different to me. But uh, I digress. Um, you know, so you, we we find uh, Mike and Marcus and and the rest of the PD, including Captain Howard, whom I love in all the films. Um, yes, they're celebrating uh, at a bar, and um, and 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 Martin Lawrence says, uh, or sorry, Marcus Burnett says that he clearly outran uh, Mike Lowry when they were running to the hospital and uh, Mike's like, Oh, okay. So you think you could outrun me in a foot race? And, Hmm. um, and Mark is like, Oh, absolutely. So they, they, they go outside and they have a foot race. um, And we see at the end of the foot race, Mike Lowry turn around to kind of gloat and he gets three bullets in his chest. Yes. Which I don't know if this was your experience, but when that happened, it brought me right back to that opening scene in Bad Boys Two when he says, you know, if you want to keep back in Brody, I'm gonna just plant one in your chest. Like Oh. That brought it right back there to me, which I, I'm sure that's not what they were going for, but it like it's like that's like I think to me something that Marcus was talking about was karma. Um that it comes yeah. back and, and that that connected to me.
1: Which um, is a theme that that actually played throughout the film. Yes. Marcus did carry that that uh theme throughout the film. Um, so that, that, that makes perfect sense.
3: So we see, we see, um, you know, Mike go into the hospital and they kind of play it for a second, like he died. Um, but then we, it's like six months later and you see people in suits and looks like a funeral. And then, you know, the camera pans out and it's, um, Megan and Reggie's wedding. Um, so Reggie made an honest, uh, honest woman out of, out of Megan, uh, which was, uh, what, marcus said he needed to do um and then we see that that mike has made it and he's doing well um <clears throat> but now uh he wants revenge like anybody would probably want revenge if somebody put three bullets in him um he wants revenge so he wants to be put on the case but captain howard says no um that this new group which uh is called ammo um would be taking the case now you tell me dirt did you like ammo
1: I thought they were cool. Um, I thought they were cool, but unnecessary. Unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Now, let's
3: not be surprised if we get an ammo spinoff.
1: Oh, not at all. I, I don't I, want I it, but I'm not surprised. Mil- I could see them milking it.
3: Yeah. Now, see it. the high school musical fan in me loved seeing Vanessa Hutchins.
1: Yes. That was, that was, I never, now, I will say I never saw. High School Musical.
3: <laughs> Probably didn't not your type to. of movie.
1: but Yeah, I didn't care to. But yeah, it was good seeing her in, a, um, in a, an adult role of a role.
3: Yeah, and she, she's done a couple. Um, but she has also recently done a lot. She's done some Broadway shows and live musicals. She did Rent Live and Grease Live. Um, but So I thought Ammo was unnecessary, but okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mind. Um, they didn't hurt the film right um so you know basically we see mike start to investigate on his own um knowing he's not supposed to do that um and he he finds the the manufacturer of the bullets uh that were very specific that he was shot with um and so he takes that to captain howard He a hey look what i found out you need to put me on this case and so uh, captain howard um places will smith to work or Places, Mike, I'm sorry, to work with Ammo um, as a, what would you say, supervisory consultant. role or, you know, just a consultant? Um, yeah. And, uh, but we, you know, Mike's not going to be no consultant. No. He's not, which this leads me to the first action sequence in the film that I was excited about. Yes. Was the one that happened in the, was it a garage? Um, yes. That was exciting that was not quite as exciting was. as the Skyway scene from bad boys 2. Mm-hmm. Or, Oh, what scene stuck out to me in the first one? Um, I just, not, it's not even like, you know, I, it makes me think about how excited I was with the roof, the rooftop scene in the first one. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it was exciting and, you know, to see Mike run in there and, uh, Vanessa Hutchins run in after him. Um, to have his back, that was that was a phenomenal sequence. It really was. Um and it was very not Michael Bay. Do you agree with me on that?
1: Which I'm glad about.
3: Yes. And that and that's something I wanna say is that Bad Boys for Life is lucky to have not had Michael Bay in this. A part of this. Yes. He was in this. Yes. He did make yes. a cameo. Yes. He was in the film, but he was he did not direct. Um They were lucky for that. I don't remember um, how to say their names, the directors, but um, they did great.
1: They did a phenomenal job.
3: They made it different. The action sequence wasn't as um, cinematic. It felt more real. It felt more real. It did. Um, uh, Michael Bay has uh, has a habit of doing a lot of quick cuts during action scenes. Which, for me, as a viewer, takes me out of it. Mm -hmm. These two directors stayed in on a lot of the shots.
1: They did it the right way.
3: Yes. Um, I think there's a place for both, but it was a nice break in this franchise, which, you know, um, a lot of the fights in this film were unrealistic while also feeling real because of the way they were shot yes Um, i
1: think if i think if michael bay had uh directed this those that did not feel real would have been more apparent yeah i agree with you um
3: So I'm trying to remember exactly what happens next, but basically the person that they went into the garage for, uh, Will Smith, was trying to keep safe, um, wound up dead because it's a bad boys movie and that's what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> and Captain Howard comes in and he's like, oh, what the fuck is this? Um, and uh, that that chemistry between Will Smith and whatever the actor's name is that plays Captain Howard, um, it it that... Felt bad boys to me. That felt really bad boys. Like, like you know, we. I keep going back to bad boys too. I might like bad boys too more than I like one. Um, but it Which goes I back. I would not
1: blame you for.
3: But it, it takes me right back to bad boys too. And he's like, oh, there's 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 all these dead corpses in the streets, and, and 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 you know, Mike's like, you know, I didn't kill them. They were already dead. Um, you know, the just their their um duality is really great. Yes. So, you know, we go on and uh, we continue to investigate. Um, and Martin Lawrence uh, gets a call. He gets a call um, from, I forget his name. Was he in one or two, the other guy? That I can't remember. I'm assuming because him. to me, now Vargas was from the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it whoever the other, the judges. We should, they should have been people from one and two, in my opinion, that would have made it that much more sweet to me. But I think Vargas was the only one from one and two, um, that I, and let me just take a step back to say that the person who shot Mike was hunting different people, uh, that were a part of the P- PD that were judges or lawyers and mayor, the mayor, uh, you know, so he was hunting all these people and killing them. So these people just started um, coming up dead. And when they look into it to see, okay, well, which cases were all of these people on together? There was literally what, what did they say? 800 different cases. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite sequences in the movie was when um, they're at the nightclub. Yes. That was, went what was that the character's name Suego, yeah Zwe, Zwego or something, like a, so. or something like that I think so Suelo or something like that
1: yeah I think it was Swelo. I, I forget uh, how they pronounced it but
3: that chase out of the club scene was great um but being on the bikes was insane yes and you you go ahead and you 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 talk about that scene because I I don't think I could do it justice.
1: I don't know that I can. Um they the way they shot that, um was absolutely perfect. They they uh for it being Will and Martin, um, which we're used to seeing Will in these action films, Martin not so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Especially both, not now. Especially now right now, yeah. Uh, but they both looked comfortable in what they were doing. Um, I, absolutely phenomenal. I, 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 I can't complain about that at all. Um, they, uh, the movie, uh, the, I'm sorry, that scene, I thought was hilarious and also, uh, a little bit cringy. It, it's not, I know it's not a word, but I kind of cringed with it a little bit because I noticed that was shot in Atlanta. Um, I know that part was yeah. in downtown. <laughs> yeah. And that's the part that I hate about with these movies nowadays. When When they're shot in Atlanta, they're shot in places that, if you live in Georgia, you know exactly where the hell that is.
3: Even if you don't live in Georgia, I've been to Atlanta enough to to know. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and it's that that was distracting, um, especially with that scene because you you go from a Miami, which I'm I'm not even sure if they shot that part in Miami. That may have also been shot here. But, they did
3: shoot a little in Miami, but most was at Tyler Perry Studios.
1: Right, and and this part it, in and of itself. That scene, I I felt took away from it because I was supposed to believe this was Miami. And I've been in Miami a couple of times. Um, Traffic doesn't flow that way. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my only critique about that scene, Um, which, I mean, you could say that pretty much about any action film, to be honest. Uh, So it's not really too far-fetched. But that was probably my only, um, issue with that scene was, was it, it, I could tell this was Atlanta. Like they literally, it looked like they drove out of Miami and drove right into downtown. Um, cause it was around the corner from my, from my college. <laughs> like, you know, that's, but that's, that's my only uh, issue with that scene. But outside of that, that scene it. was a lot of fun.
3: It was, like, it, it, it was. was, you know, um, Seeing Martin Lawrence uh, in that little sidecar was hilarious. That was awesome.
1: I haven't seen a sidecar in years.
3: I haven't seen a sidecar since the last time I saw Martin Lawrence in a sidecar (laughs) in Wild Hogs.
1: Ah, that's true.
3: (laughs) That is true. I forgot about Wild Hogs. (laughs) So it made me think of that. Um, And then, of course, because it's Bad Boys, there was a machine gun attached to the sidecar. Why not? Why Uh, not? But it was exciting, it was fun. And I think you know, uh, you know when you go to a Bad Boys movie, I don't think that you're going for realism. I yeah. think you're going for excitement and you're going for fun. Um, and that is what you're gonna get with this movie. So mm-hmm. I, you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop with the, the scene by scene and I'm just gonna say that the villain of this villains of this movie are 10 times
1: better than the villain from
3: 1 and the villain from 2.
1: Yes, and can I just say this? I actually think this one was better than 1 and 2. It was absolutely better than 1 and 2. And that Is it, that a Michael Bay thing or is that just how it the, the chips fell? Did Michael Bay, I
3: know he's he did the story, did he write for 1 and 2? That I don't know. Either way, he did the story. And as much as I love 1 and 2, as much as they were fun and funny and great, there was so much more heart in this third film. There was so many more stakes in this film. Yes. There were so many more chances taken with this film. Yes. And I think that's
1: why I loved it. Yes. It felt more real. And... It just more grounded, more so, so
3: much more grounded, and and and, and maybe that's just a maturity thing. Maybe, Probably, maybe, maybe that comes with their aging. Maybe you know, I don't know. But this movie, to me, look, I'm a 23 year old guy, but I felt like I could relate to this movie more than the other ones. I felt like I could understand the anger and hatred and and yearning for revenge on Mike Lowry. I could understand, um, especially as a father, um, Marcus wanting to step away from being a detective. I, yeah. I could see him wanting to get away from the violence and 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 close calls with death and just be with his grandson. I, I like this movie. I understood where they were and why they were where they were. Yes, yes. I completely so, agree with that. If I'm going to go back to the villain for a second, um, Mm -hmm. do we give the reveal of the villain? This...
1: Go for it. So... Everyone just know this is a spoiler episode. All So if you have not watched... (laughs) Yeah, if you have not watched a film that we discuss, watch the film before you listen to the episode because we will be spoiling whatever we discuss. So...
3: The, we, we we see early on in the film, really, I think it's not the opening scene, but right after the childbirth, um, we see this young guy who, when he was first shown uh, in the shadows, um, where you could barely see his face, mm-hmm. I thought it was J. Cole for a quick second. <laughs> for a quick second, I was like, that's J. Cole. And then when he stepped into the light, I was like, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> but... Um, He's okay. So I I I am sorry. I stepped ahead of myself. There is um, a shot that takes place in a Mexican prison, um, and you know they're in what seems to be where they're you know uh, folding all the laundry and towels and and prison uniforms and stuff like that. And and this guard is going around and kind of yelling at everybody to hurry up and do their job. And she goes to this one person, this one lady, who is seems to be praying, is what I mm-hmm. thought. Um, and then very quickly, she turns around and stabs this guard uncontrollably. And then other people, other inmates come and can also stab this woman. Um, what was really exciting to me Was when I saw it, I knew I as soon as it was happening. It's like, oh, that's amazing Um, There was a quick change just like on Broadway. There was a quick change Um, this inmate quickly took the uh, Guard uniform off of this prison guard they shoved her body in one of the washers or dryers and she laid there lifeless as if she was the guard so they dr- they picked her up and they brought her out and they put her in an ambulance and they're driving the v- the, the ambulance has to come to a stop because the blo- the roads are blocked and she gets up she like sits up real quickly and stabs the um the emts and um then you know that that's when we see the young kid um the young guy uh shoot everybody who was there uh except for the woman um now we quickly see that that woman uh is the young gentleman's mother yes and this guy has been trained beyond belief he is james bond trained Mm -hmm. he he is phenomenal with a gun and this younger guy is the man who shot uh, mike three times in the chest and he is the one killing all these other uh, people in Miami. And it is revealed later on in the film, um, Mike Lowry makes the connection um, when this younger guy says a specific phrase to him, which was, what was it? Asta uh, el fuego? Asta el fuego. Asta el fuego. And the look in Mike's eyes, he knew right away what was happening. Mm-hmm. He knew where that quote was from. And at that time, this happens right after that... Um, that scene where they're on motorcycles, uh, he's actually holding on to that ladder that would hang out of a helicopter. He lets go. He knows exactly who this kid is, or the, uh, roughly who this guy is. Um, and a, and a scene later, we we see, um, which to me this was such an emotional scene that we haven't we didn't didn't see in one and two. Yeah. The scene where Mike is sitting on the ground in a parking garage, and martin lawrence or marcus comes out and talks to him and and mike is kind of pouring his heart out um talking about how um before what everything that happened in one he was an undercover cop uh uh, with the mexican cartel or mexican gang um and he was the this woman's driver her husband was the person who ran this entire gang and him and this woman fell in love Um, and he, Mike was going to throw it all away and he was going to run away with this woman. Um, and you know, very, at the last minute he, um, decides that he can't do that. He has to do what's right. And he throws, throws her in prison basically, or allows her to be thrown in prison. Um, and then he just moves on. Um, and this was the one woman that he loved and is the reason that, Mike dresses the way he is. Why he is the playboy that he is, and is the reason why he hasn't settled down. He's the reason that they that he doesn't want to retire. And I think that that is actually really cool because I think it's it's still so so present in his mind that he has to stay um, chasing down bad guys till he's a hundred because he doesn't want to let his mind roam. Right. And of course this moment uh is broken up by some martin lawrence humor um and and he's like, on, oh, you fucked a witch because she was known <laughs> as the witch um yeah. you can't be fucking witches with no condoms bro uh, <laughs> um but will smith realizes that the man who shot him was his son right which is the growth that we want in a bad boys for life. Yes. We want to see Mike as a father because there's no point if he's the same as he was in one and two. Correct. Um, and it just made the stakes that much more important. And then we see Mike and uh, Marcus on an airplane going to Mexico and, and, and Mike makes the bold statement and says, I'm going to kill my son. What did you think
1: when you heard that? Um, I was I, I. Let me let me say this. I didn't blame him.
3: No, I don't think you can. But because it does I, it does hit you like a jab real
1: quick. It's like a subtle jab. Yeah, for me, because I I actually felt like you know what. I would if I was if I was in that place I would be thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um Absolutely. I I I did think that and this maybe jumps it a little bit, but I did think that when they did face off that he was going to use the the you know um predictable line of I brought you into this world, I'll take you out. That that's what I was. That's what I thought I was going to hear, and gladly um, that was not said. <laughs> my God, I am so glad. And actually, it's Chris Bremner that that wrote this. Um, they wrote this film. Okay, but uh, and see, there he, that I that he's probably he's, why <laughs>
3: he's he's not he's not being brought back for four. See, that
1: is a mistake. See, now if if if, if Michael Bay is writing or directing this next one, I am most likely not watching it.
3: I think you got to watch it.
1: I don't think I have to. <laughs> this this closed it out. This did for me to this trilogy what I was hoping the final season of Game of Thrones would do. Close it off and be a be a nice ending and and leave a great taste in my mouth for the series. You know, I could I could appreciate the trilogy. That's what I was hoping this final season of, of Game of Thrones would do. It didn't do that. Uh this is I got that with this.
3: I I would say if not for the um well actually let's let's just say of course, you know, the, the Marcus and Mike they they win, they the the um the mother, the who was who was Mike's um woman who he was in love with she's killed she dies she loses she's gone for um, after she puts a bullet in her son yes Um, which was a good moment for a quick moment I did think which to me would have been a good end to bad boys 3 for a quick moment when when the son makes the connection that he's Mike's son um, he takes a pause real quick and she says shoot him and he takes another pause for a quick second, I thought it was going to be kind of a jump scare where he mm-hmm. plants a couple more in his father, and I thought Mike was going to die for real. Yeah. That could have that would have been a good ending. That would have been a pe- good ending. A lot of people, the average film fan wouldn't say that because they don't want to see Mike Lowry die. Um, but that could have been a really good ending. Mm-hmm. The, the film did still end well. Um, Mike saved his son. And and what I what I really actually did enjoy um, <clears throat> was him saying, "I can't get you out of this, but I
1: will be here for you." Yeah, I like I, I like that. yeah. I, I think I think they did a a, a good job um, closing it out. Um, now let me ask you this. With them, obviously, and if you didn't stick around for the credits. I did. Okay. I know I know you did. I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking to the audience. If you didn't stick around for the credits, I don't know how you would have missed this because this basically got shown probably five seconds. seconds after they Yeah, it really wasn't that long. But if you did not stay, that's on you. Um They to what I understood it to be, teased a new beginning with his son. Yeah. How do you think that's going to go? Mike Laurie and, and, and his son teaming up or mm. what? Like, how do you think that's going to be? Because I'm honestly, I don't care how they're going to do it. I'm not looking forward to this.
3: If the rest of the film style wasn't enough, this end credit scene Really stamped it and solidified it as a Fast and Furious type movie to me. Yes, and I hate that. Um, I absolutely hate that. This to me is it's the same thing that happened with um, Shaw in Fast and Furious, the Jason Statham's yes. character. Yes. Um, I'm not against it. I saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, basically what happens in this end credit scene is Mike walks into, um, this big room in a prison and his son is locked in a very Harley Quinn in suicide squad <laughs> type square cell. Yes. Um, and he walks up to him and he's like, how you doing? He's, uh, um, I'm, I'm atoning for my sins. Uh, and he said, I may have an opportunity for you to shave some time off your sentence Would you be interested? And he says, yes, of course, then that's the end of the movie. Um, saw it coming mm-hmm. uh it could go it could go bad. You can if, see it right yeah if if it's not done well, but I did look it up uh, i was I was wrong. um Brenner is back for four. Okay. Remner, sorry. Um now I don't know how soon this is going to come because Sony just Sony today signed him to write Bad Boys 4 and also National Treasure 3. I saw that. Now, I don't know what's going to come first. I would assume National Treasure is first. I as much as I like National Treasure, I would prefer to see bad boys Burst, um it, it's really going to be whatever sony thinks is going to make them more money because mm-hmm. martin's really got nothing on his plate other than his stand-up mm-hmm. he's on the lit af tour right now um and will i'm sure he has always always has things on his plate but i think the only movie in the near future that he's filming is the biopic of uh venus and serena's father
1: i forgot about that
3: and that's why he has the full beard I don't and all like the... that
1: I don't like that he's cast as that role.
3: I don't know enough about their father to know
1: to you know oh i don't I don't either, but here's the thing <laughs> he looks nothing like him, but did like, he look anything their fa- like their father like... their father's darker he's not that complexion
3: did he look anything like Christopher whatever from Pursuit of happiness no fair point did he look <laughs> anything like um what's his name from the what's the movie's name uh concussion
1: concussion no no which and that was a horrible horrible accent yes it was by the way <laughs> absolutely trash yeah but no I, I i get it i would prefer someone else though because you know who might when have you're talking not, about not venus and job. serena who, sorry i don't mean no, to no, you know who might not have done a bad job um, is uh, Sterling Brown. Yes. See, that would have been perfect. He would have been perfect. I, I love Sterling Brown. Yeah. He's he would have been a, perfect. He, Will Smith, I, lo- I love Will Smith. Will I, Smith's I don't... the
3: bigger star.
1: He yes. Regardless of his st- string
3: of bad movies uh, yes. or what critics would say is bad movies, I, I still see some good in, in the bad, except for After Earth. Fuck that movie. Um, I didn't even go see that
1: um, I didn't want to waste my time. Uh <laughs> Will Smith's gonna make more money than Sterling Brown. He will. Um, but to me when you're talking about the father of Venus and Serena, it's not it's not just that they are black women. They are darker women. Right. You know, that that is a that is a huge part of their story. You know, yeah. um you know, a lot of people might not talk about it too much, but that is a part of it. And and a part of that is their dad is darker skin. And I wanted to see a darker man for that role. Sterling would have been perfect.
3: His complexion is right there.
1: Absolutely perfect.
3: Um, he's... Um, I, I, like I feel like I'm speaking ill of Will Smith when I say this. Sterling Brown is probably a better dramatic actor. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I, uh, and And it's not that will can't go there, but will Sterling, is will to me, I don't care yes. if its Ali.
3: I don't care yes. if this it's what happened is, He's yes. will. He has that charm, and I don't yes. know that their father should have that charm the little that I do know.
1: think, yeah, he shouldn't. he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He's from Compton. <laughs> he shouldn't, right but yeah i I if they if they go ahead and do four, um which they are um I, I, now
3: they're not there's not no there's no work. way that they do four without Martin Lawrence. I saw some people not say that all. that it's going to be a team up uh movie of just will Smith and uh, or Mike and his son. that's not gonna happen. no,
1: there's no, no. way Sony they might would now, ever greenlight they like that now they might do more of the action uh, uh scenes but i don't think that it's going to be just just those two
3: i could see his son ending up being a part of ammo i could see that now that and i could see that could be a cool spin off that would make the spin off more interesting to me yeah that but i could see that direction that yes cuz the the kid i don't know who plays the kid but he was a good actor Yeah, he was pretty good. I I would like – that would put me in favor of that spinoff. But all in all, man, look, we went on uh, so many tangents this episode. Um, I (laughs) I apologize to the audience for such a long episode. But all in all, to wrap up Bad Boys for Life, um, out of a 10, give it a 7.5 or an 8.
1: I'd say eight, eight point two. Yeah, yeah.
3: I don't. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of lot of issues with it. Uh no. My my biggest well, issue would probably be that ammo didn't feel necessary. But again, that it wasn't
1: a bad addition. That and and the last scene with the fire. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that whole scene. I, that whole scene, the action, I didn't like. I didn't like the color.
3: And that's just an editing thing for me. Yeah,
1: that's an editing issue. Yeah,
3: that was my. Th- I didn't.
1: I it it was kind of glaring to me. But whatever. I was okay with the with the color. I did not appreciate the action of it.
3: Yeah, it was jarring. Like, it was like, jarring.
1: Dude spearing a pillar, just not necessary. It's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's necessary. That
3: the kid's mom, uh, uh, Isabel. She fell on a spear, but. And my thing with that was that already happened in the film with the first guy, that, the first guy. in the in the garage. I don't need to see the yeah. same thing twice. Yeah. The only thing different was she's on fire. Yeah. Wish the fire looked trash. Yeah. But that fire sequence made me say, "Oh, maybe there's some Michael Bay in it."
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. That that part I did. I I felt him. I felt his presence on that because it it felt like it. <laughs> mm. It did.
3: So, on a $90 million budget, on preview night, I think it said they made $8 million. It's a good start. It's a great start. Opening night? Opening night, the preview night, Thursday. Not even just today.
1: That is a good start, yeah. Just yeah, just last night.
3: Start. That was the first thing I saw this morning. Last night, it made $7, seven or $8 million. That is and, a good start. Uh, and, and let, uh, let me also, I don't want to go on another tangent. I was worried for this movie because of the release date. Good movies don't come out in January. <laughs> that Mo- is true. Jan- January yeah. and, uh, or, and October are two of the months that studios put movies to die. That is they, true. They know the movies aren't going to do well. Let's put them in these two months that are notorious for people not going to see them so we can yes. try to hide it. But we did spend millions of dollars, so we have to put it out. Um, so I was worried. I was like, yeah. I'm, I am I want to love this movie, but I don't think I will. And I yeah. really did not like the marketing for it either. Um, yeah, me either. Now I'm, I'm enjoying this press run. Their interview with Breakfast Club was great. Their interview with uh, Sway in the Morning was great um that i still have to watch the i watched that today it's about an hour long um but the trailers were cool didn't grab me um i was worried about it but i'm happy to say that i came out enjoying this movie more than one in two
1: i i did too the only thing i hated about this movie was i had a dude sitting next to me that answered his phone twice and was talking throughout the film that is that's my, my. That's why I like seeing movies like two or three weeks after and and on you know during the uh, matinee because I'm the only one in the theater. <laughs> yeah, and you went early today yeah. too. No, I didn't. I thought you I went didn't. at one. I went at one. Yeah. <clears throat> usually, yeah. usually, um, some of the movies I can catch around here, I can get, I can get in there around like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock.
3: I see around here they don't start till between noon and one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can, I can do a little earlier. Um, but I was, and I was shocked that this one started at one o'clock, but it was still early. Um, I mean, most people were still at work, but I had to sit next to these people cause it was assigned seating. So, you know, yeah. I like sit, I like sitting on the back row right under the projector. Gotcha. Best seat in the house.
3: See, that, so, my, my right. wife likes to sit close to the
1: screen and I don't, I'd prefer to sit in the middle closer to the back. Yeah, I can't see anything sitting close to the screen. I did that one time, and that was for Shrek. And that's because the movie theater was packed out. <laughs> I, 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 since then, I will never do that again. <laughs> uh, yes, all right.
3: Sir. Yo, that is the first episode of Realish. Yes, sir. Um, It was good.
1: This was awesome. I, I, I'm I looking forward to more of these, man.
3: I had a lot I, of fun. It it, it is sitting at near three hours.
1: We are at two thirty one. <laughs> two thirty one. That is yeah. longer than either of us expected. Yeah, yeah. We thought we were doing forty five minutes.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I apologize to everybody. I talked a bit much. Now,
1: um, hey, this is a good introductory though. I, yeah. I, I, I hope everyone, you know, felt feels as good as we do about this show. <clears throat> um, just from hearing this episode. And it can only get better. I mean yeah. We're gonna add other elements to it down yes. the road, but um you know I just I just hope that everyone um, you know spreads the word about realish um uh, we're gonna invite guests on with us uh, down the, down the road as well um I actually have one that might that might be coming on uh my co-host from um no Chase Film society he might be coming on with us one day that'd be great um, <clears throat> but um yeah, man. I am I'm, I'm excited about this, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, stepping up and stepping into this role. Uh, this is phenomenal, so I appreciate it, bro.
3: Thank you, bro, for having me. And um, you know, I especially as an actor and screenwriter, I can get really into things and yeah. really passionate and uh, yeah. opinionated. Um, so that will come out. So you can feel free to tell me to shut up whenever you need me to uh no 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 no
1: no we'll 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 we'll, i have a way where we can do that and and it still gets everything we have out so gotcha i'll break that down to you off off air but yeah we'll we're we're, i love it i love this the the direction we're going in this is this is this couldn't have this couldn't have been any better so i appreciate it
3: awesome and i'm sure we will uh get some realish socials up i think we should get a ig up yeah yeah um and uh, we'll 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 let the everybody listening know um, when that is up and what the tags are. Uh, but for now, you guys can follow us everywhere. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm at my sorry, my uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter handles are all at I'm LJ Jones. Yeah, and and mine are Derek underscore OTS. And uh, this has been great. This has been episode one, and, uh, man, I can't wait to get to episode two.
1: Me either, man. I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, Tune in next, next time, man. All
3: right, man. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. All right.